You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic and its communities. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today we're joined by Mel, a.k.a. Melarita. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. I just found out Tyrannosaur uses default UI, and I feel like that's a very much Tyrannosaur thing to do. (laughs) There's a lot of people that do that, but I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Listen, back in the day, default UI sucked. So when I came back, they just didn't seem like an option. I just always use It is a lot better now. (laughs) Uh, And for the first time on the show, we have Zyreen Caster Extraordinaire, YouTuber, streamer. He does it all. How are you doing? Yeah, done a little bit of everything. Some a little bit better than others at, at it, you know, but some of my things that I do don't turn out very well. But I also use default UI. So, you know, oh, there's that. Man. <laughs> I, bar- I barely mod it. I barely mod it. Like, I, I, I don't know why, but to me, if I don't have like the little griffins on the side of my down, my bars <laughs> at the bottom, it just isn't wow to me. So. I, I just have that spell feel, book to that nostalgia. Your spells too. No, I don't click my spells <laughs> any, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Last week, I trained myself not to do that. <laughs> I think I actually, I think I might have done that like last week with like a rank one. I was like, I should probably like rank one this guy a little bit <laughs> for like inspiration or like ancestral fortitude before. And I'm like, I don't have that on my bars and open the spell book in the middle of everything. Oh yeah, <sighs> that was kind of like Chat me. Gets on you immediately. Uh, when we first went to to Gruul, they're like, "Okay, can you enslave the the demon?" And I was like, oh. "I need to put that on my bars, I guess." <laughs> I was like, "I've never done that." I mean, I've, like I, I had done it, but it was like super rare. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I open my spell book because my bars look kind of like my bank, where they're just kind of like this hodgepodge of things there and i'm like it's somewhere on here i know it is <laughs> and i can't find it so i'm like forget it and then i have like three yeah then, on my bar then you notice it later and you're like oh, okay yeah. there it is there right it is. there i don't know why i'm like this but i play uh, i play four prop paladins and for some reason like all of my basic keys that i press are in the same spot but oh God. I, I think I just I wing it in terms of like my consumes and like my res and all these other like side things <laughs> that I think my Same. res is in three different spots. <laughs> uh, like one of them, it's on the bottom bar. One of them, it's on the right somewhere, like halfway down. The other one, it's like near the bottom. So like my rocket boot button and my my res button are on different uh, places and different characters, even though they're the same spec. I don't know why I just don't my slot that stuff over. Just my wow. hearth is really like, lazy, I guess my hearth is in so many different spots and say with my my um, mount macro it's all different spots listen i may or may not have put my hearth right next to my res for a while and accidentally hearthed out of whatever raid we were in a she couple did times it twice yeah like mel are you leaving she's nope uh can i get a summon <laughs> 
It was really bad. It was because I just like when I res, I, it's not like I'm staring at them like, hey, let's make sure that you're resing, right? Like I see a cast bar going and I'm like, okay, I'm doing other things. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. there's like, I mean, one in one of my guilds, you can put exclamation point and then the player's name and then it links all the bad clips of them. So there's like one oh, person God. where he's like, he's like, yeah, he's got a green around his hands. You th- he's like trying to res an SSC and then he hearts. Uh-huh. And, then, and there's two clips of that. He did it twice. And they were like, no yep. way. Yep. Him and I would get along. We've, we've done the same thing. It's a similar animation, guys. It's it not is, like it it's not this crazy different animation. People are like, didn't you notice you were her themed? And it was like, no. Like, second cast, same animation. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's great. Something bugged out, guys. It wasn't my fault. Right, it's like when Bob casts his soul stone on himself on accident, you know, dude, something accident. is broken. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I stream it and it's there and I'm like clicked on them. They're in range. I cast it. All of a sudden it goes on me. Everybody makes fun. Now it's hilarious. I actually will click on them. I will find them. I will walk to them, stand right in front of them and like <laughs> click it and like, just like stop breathing for a <laughs> second. And then it goes and I'm like, okay. Every time Harshkar says, every time he says, uh, we need soul stones on so, 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 so and Mel. And Bob's like, I got Mel. And I'm like, no, why? Why would you say you got me? Can't you just give it to somebody else? Like, come on. Oh, that's horrible. No one uh, else is allowed to soul stone. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, at the top of the show here, I'd like to remind everybody that we do stream live on twitch.tv slash blazinbob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N. B.O.B. Uh, I also want to remind everybody we have a new clips channel that we're trying to we're trying to find an audience that likes, you know, shorter things. And that's a big part of the YouTube audience. So but to get that off the ground and get it in algorithms like we do need you guys to help us out, you know, maybe watch a clip or two, leave a comment, leave a like, uh, just help us out with getting it started. Uh, the link will be in the show notes for that. Uh, for the show, we're going to go through a couple reviews and an email, and then an interesting question sent to me over this over Discord. Then just what have we been doing in WoW lately? A little bit of talk about raid progression. Um, it'd just be like probably KJ since we went over Muru last last week, and then uh, we'll go over the news. There's not a ton of news, but the piece of news that came out is pretty big so we'll talk about that and then as we do every time we have someone new on the show we will end the show with an interview with Zyrene so strap in it's going to be a good time uh, I'll go ahead and read this first one Mel uh, this this review comes in from Oak Claw uh, on the, the uh, warcraftradio.com uh, and it's five stars it says hey guys Big congrats on episode 100. It was nice to have Yip back and hope and hopefully he'll visit often in the future. Keep up the amazing work. P.S. All jokes aside, Winky would be an an amazing third host. He and Scotty (laughs) are probably my 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 favorite guests of all time. You should have your people contact his people and make this happen. Oak, Oak Claw Westfall. 
So, uh, Dranosaur in the chat, could you contact Winky's people about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we've had a lot of requests for Dranosaur Ale. Winky is a third host. Guys, it's a lot to come on the show every week. Uh, and these guys want to come on and guest, but signing up for every week is just a lot. So they plan to come on often. So you get to see them a bunch. So, uh, but I, I'm sure they do appreciate you guys uh, wanting more of them. All right, Mel, do you want to read this next one? Yes, I noticed you gave me the long one. I did, mm -hmm. but I put carriage returns in to make it easier for you to read. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> so thoughtful. All right. Hey, Bob, Mel, and occasionally Yip. I started listening to your podcast at almost the very start. I think I came across your podcast around episode 15. Mm, you know, right about as Steel Wolf was falling off there. <laughs> anyway, I love what you guys do. Hearing and listening to Yip on the newest 100th episode was awesome. And congrats on the 100th episode. I've left a review in back in the day. Not sure when exactly. I fell off from WoW right when I hit 70 in TBC, but came back when a friend of mine decided to play again. It's been a constant journey healing just Kara, Gruel, and Mag, and leveling my now 64 orc shaman. The change of pace I'm taking comes from you guys amping me up to play more. Bob, your voice is incredible. You're a wonderful host, and you really speak for a big portion of WoW, which is really cool. Mel, you're amazing, and your laugh is so sweet, and your voice is also really nice. I love listening to your takes on healing because it's how I usually feel, even though I'm not at your level. Listen. Healers, we all feel the same, right? There's always that warlock you don't heal because they life tapped you frequently and you get over it. It's okay no, if they you die. you wait for combat to start and then you heal them for the parse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yep, I wish you the best. I've commented on your YouTube and subbed, but it was nice to hear you again. The tribute to your 100th episode was amazing and I wish you all the best. Please keep them coming. And one more thing for the horde. Love y'all. For the That's horde. okay. We'll forgive you that you're a horde player. I just do that for the horde players. I'm not horde. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, no. and then... I also do for the alliance. Is that a gnome? It's trying. Mm -hmm. It's trying to be a gnome, but this is <laughs> our... Gnomes. Yeah, this is our, our third host that recently left. This is his for the alliance. For oh, the alliance! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Sounded a bit like Anduin. That's exactly what he was. It was a joke early on. We were talking about the. Uh, we were talking about that the the battle for Azroth trailer, and he's like, "Well, mm -hmm. the the alliance is always you know it's like for the horde always sounds sounds way way better." But then you have right. It was like the Anduin. initial talks of faction and balance, right? And it was mm -hmm. like when you see the trailer, like who do you want to be like for the horde or for the alliance? <laughs> 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 oh man all right so i had an interesting question sent to me from hera from 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 harrison over discord it's something i hadn't thought of so i thought i would just bring it up real quick so uh okay so hold on where's the actual question okay so why are are you unable to move characters from from one bnet account to the other like you can on on retail where you have like two accounts that are leaked 
right? Why can't you move characters from one account to the other? I guess this is possible on retail. I didn't know that. But, like, why do you think Blizzard hasn't allowed that? I think initially it was because they didn't want people selling accounts, right? So, like... That would be my transferring guess. Transferring Why did they another. do it on retail, then? I don't know. Maybe because they have the WoW token. <laughs> just kidding. I have no idea. I'm, t- I'm trying to remember, because back in the day, it wasn't a service they offered until later. Um, so they, they kind of have been... Uh, keeping the services uh tiered where it's like you know server transfers they haven't even done name changes yet right so that's not a thing until later even though it's very very possible oh yeah in fact like (laughs) in fact like i found a way to do a name change already that there's like a small video on but it doesn't it's like just a bug so i don't know why they don't offer these services it definitely feels like an afterthought uh what uh, Mel just said about accounts and like selling it. I remember one of the things was you have to have like the same name on the account that you transfer it to back in the day when they first initially brought it in. You had to have the exact same name on there or at least the same last name when you were transferring accounts. So I don't know why they don't just allow that because <laughs> it's in, makes sense, right? It would be nice. It would be nice. My my girlfriend, she plays and she has three characters on one account and then one character on the other. And she's always just like, I why did I put this one on this account? Why are three of them on the same one? Yeah. I'm, I'm just a dumbass who has four accounts. So I, <laughs> I have like one character on each one now. So it's, uh, it's nice, but every now and then, uh, you know, I hear a complaint about having the characters on the same account. Cause it's definitely really nice. And like, it definitely helps blizzard too. Right. Yep. They're just right. going to get more money from this. Yeah. Cause like I've, Currently, like, like I love it because I have my rogue on one account and then my warrior on the other. So when I do any any dailies, I'll just have one of them on follow, you know, and like I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, killing two birds with one stone. I'm thinking about even possibly leveling them both at the same time in Wrath, you know, because they're going to be my two mains. So, yeah, I but like it would be nice Honestly, to move my mains to the other account. Radar. I just yeah, don't think it's on their radar. It's just I don't know like, how big the team is. I don't know how many resources yeah. they have, right? Um, There's probably other things I'd rather them do, but I feel like this would be very easy. It could be mm-hmm. just a easy like turn the switch on type of thing. Yeah, you you would think, but usually these things are a bit harder than we make them True. out to be. Uh, yeah. It's like me when I call IT for work, though, I rage at them and I, I know that it's probably something difficult, but it's impeding what I want my stuff to do. So they're evil people, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but have you restarted no, it yet? Oh, my God. Nothing makes me more <laughs> mad when they ask me that. I'm like, can we skip to step 10? I've done everything that you're going to ask me. I promise hey, you. Man, I worked mm. in IT for fif- for 15 years. You wouldn't believe how you, many you people gotta. lie about restarting the computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't you know why. Do it. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, what have we been doing in WoW lately? Uh, let our we'll, we will let our guests go first. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so I play seven characters. Um, I have four prop paladins and element. Or, yeah, seven? I have seven characters. I thought it was I like think, five. No, I play four prop paladins, a prop warrior, a double glaive rogue and a uh, resto shaman that swapped over from Ellie. So the four prop paladins on top of that. So I raid uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Actually, I raid every single day. <laughs> wow. With, uh, now I know a lot of them are GD, G 
DKPs, but do you raid with any guilds? Yes, also? I raid with uh, four guilds. I raid with Who, Rain, Aggression, and Lucid. And then the, I only do a GDKP Sunwell on my um, on my prop warrior. So the other six runs are all guild runs. I love that you play the prop the prop warrior because everybody talks so much smack on them, and I don't think they're that bad. Like they're a lot of work, like a lot of different gear sets, a lot of different, a lot of buttons to hit, a lot of. Mm-hmm. But I still think they're a badass tank, right? Right now, they're just not easy. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoy when I play Prot Warrior, because like you said, it's kind of that puzzle of how much mitigation do I need versus how much threat do I need mm-hmm. to survive this fight, but still hold aggro. Um, and, and also, you know, there's the fun element. I like having crits while I'm tanking, you know, I, I, I won't deny that. Um, so like I have like uh, an offensive set. I have a TPS set. I have one that's like just for if I'm not going to be tanking and doing damage. Um Oh, oh god resist sets are like a big thing too i mm-hmm. for me the puzzle coming together is a big part of playing tank and the gearing is really fun for me personally uh but when it comes to prop warrior the, what i say about prop warrior is like you're saying they're not that bad i'm saying they're they're definitely by far and away like one of the worst classes in the game right now they're like <laughs> bottom two in terms of uh output uh, you do twice as much as a bear to get half of what they do. So it's like I'm slamming heroic strike the entire time, devastate, rotating my my shield slam, my revenge, etc. Making sure I have shield block up, keeping your demo shout thunderclap up, making sure your group has commanding shout, whatever you need to do, and then throw in like some fancy intervenes whenever you want in terms of like positioning and shit. But God, it it is really fun, but not <laughs> as effective. As it could be, we'll and that's see, the sad right. part about it, right? Because I, I play we'll Fury see, you're putting in, in so in much Max. work. And yeah, you're we'll like, I could uh, just be a bear. Is that, does that <laughs> really I, make I them? Just be a bear. You just press mingle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's my whole point. Does that really make them bad, or just an extremely difficult class to play? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yes, I guess, you get so much more, yeah. from so much less on the others, but you can still do the job just as good, and sometimes on some bosses better but you just have to do more so like that's that's where i think it's like a a a very tricky thing like because i think they're good i just think they're extremely difficult and very complicated Mm -hmm. to play yeah and when you have a good prop warrior like you said the fights where it's easier to have a prop warrior than a uh, feral druid for example like muru tanking the sentinels you can spell reflect Mm -hmm. and you don't have to have that grounded every time right and that's that's actually very helpful for you so the times that like a good player knows what they can do with the warrior, you kind of have to milk that as much as you can and be like, look at how good my class is. <laughs> <laughs> remember on Muru when I didn't need the grounding? Yeah, yeah. remember that? That was great. <laughs> my group didn't have to not have agility for like three seconds. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Total game changer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your enhancement shaman likes it, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I do love the prop warrior. It has that special place in my heart. Um, especially because playing Fury Prot in Nax was like one of the most fun times I had playing the game, period. Oh, like yeah. Fury Prot was insanely fun and I do miss it. I, I don't know if I just miss the my monkey brain just misses the numbers <laughs> and just being like effective dual wielding, or there's just something else there. Cause I'm not necessarily pressing more buttons, right? Mm-hmm. As Fury Prot. In fact, I'm probably pressing less. Pretty much about the same, actually. I'm not even pressing like shield block or thunderclap or demo. Yeah, it's like I'm pressing less buttons, but it was just more fun because I had more numbers, maybe. Maybe because threat was Pumping. pretty easy too. I don't know. But yeah, I, I look back at a um 
God, what was it? I look back at a Nax VOD not too long ago, and I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, I do more threat on my Fury Prot and Classic with full world buffs than like the bears do right now. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this this was so broken. People could just <laughs> lean into bosses and mm-hmm. not care at all. So oh yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yep. I love how you had cool. to justify your rogue. You know, you said every double class blade, you played, and you were like, I double blade every time. Okay. No other character where you like explaining their gear, but it's mm-hmm. like, I got rogue. Yeah, I know, guys, but it's a double glaive rogue. So now. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that was like all throughout BT, because I got glaives very early. I got main hand glaive week one, and then week three, mm. I got the other one. So I was very, very lucky oh, wow. in that regard. Yeah. And I saw pretty much an immediate change in like how much damage I was dealing. And I was like, wow, this makes me not shit. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I can actually compete. We've got two. <laughs> like if they, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so I was just saying, we've got two double glaive rogues and they're just pumping now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are. They are very good in Sunwell because it is a lot of single target damage. A lot of demons, mm-hmm. too. So the uh, the bonus comes in. But yeah, it definitely changes and transforms the character. It's like if Prot Warrior was given bear form just tomorrow is that basically <laughs> the changes i was just like wow i went from a bottom two class to being actually one of the best so yeah rogue a lot of love for rogue right now and yeah and all the arbor I'm, I'm pen that's that in yet. now too like it's, it's been really a long cool. time coming <laughs> and haste is like one of your best stats and that really didn't exist in the game until recently mm-hmm. so yeah for sure so i play a a, a plethora of uh classes so what about what about you guys what do you play i'm not entirely sure i didn't i didn't stalk that much <laughs> well, well i good uh, luck stalking me because i i don't post anywhere i'll give you no. my social media and you'll see nothing uh, <laughs> but yeah i play a priest a holy priest and i love it circle of feelings strangely satisfying even though mm-hmm. it's one button mm-hmm. i don't care um, I think it's the thing that makes me so mad about Kill Jaden fight because Circle of Healing's not as effective because people mm-hmm. are so spread out. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, we get in the big clump to get in the dragon bubble, and it's like, whoo, hey, so yep. fun. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, God. What was it? Um, I was talking to somebody recently about how, uh, when it comes to the number of buttons you press, I was like, is more bu- buttons necessarily more fun? Because, like, I like pressing my one button. And having it do a lot of damage. And then the arcane mage is like, me too. He's like, I pressed that one button already. It's like, I love this. Like arcane mages are like, you know, okay, it's, it's hard. I press two. Fine. I, I get yeah. it. But, uh, but when wrath comes out, it's a lot of different like buttons that you press oh, to do yeah. small things and then procs so that you activate something again. So they, they really changed it and they added a lot more buttons there. And I think Blizzard going into Wrath was a lot of the, uh, we don't want you to have a boring rotation. We want you to have dynamic rotation, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and I think as a healer, I think healers typically do have somewhat dynamic rotations for the most part, right? Yeah, I press chain heal over and over again. Yeah, okay. Well, but it's, di- yeah. it's yeah. dynamic in the yeah, sense that you're probably, doing it on different people, right? Like yeah, I think Priest is probably the, the most uh, diverse in terms of your spell casts. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. we do, right? Like Flash Heal, Prayer of Mending, Circle of mm-hmm. Healing, Renew, mm-hmm. Shield. Shield. Binding Heal. Yeah, Binding yeah. Heal on... Uh, if you're Disc, you definitely use Binding Heal a bit on uh, Twins well, and even stuff. Even as Holy on fights, like, you don't use it very often, but on mm-hmm. fights where 
the tank takes a lot of damage, but you're also taking some damage. Binding Heal can really save you in a fight like that, whereas before you'd either just heal yourself and save yourself and the tank would die, and that would be a moot point, or you just heal the tank and you'd die, and then, oh yeah, you're down a healer, right? So that has been very effective. Kim gave yeah. us that tip. Playing, One uh, of those you forget about. Playing Resto uh, Shaman the last three weeks, I really... Uh, feel a lot of agency like i played i play a lot of tanks so i feel like i can control the raid a lot uh here now it just feels like i play god and i have sophie's choice all the time i'm like they both have dots on them uh -huh. which one do i hear <laughs> which 100%. one gets the main chain heal here it's like i like that guy a little bit more i'm sorry that's where it's going <laughs> listen we've talked about this so many times that people don't realize like you be nice to the healers and you might get that chosen spot <laughs> over that other person right like See, i think when you when you're both standing in that blaze and you're moving out, who's getting the heal? You know, yeah. I might, like, overly kiss ass so the healers are like, ah, oh, Bob, he's a doy. You give him soul dead. stones. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe oh, if you gave man. us your soul stones, we'd actually heal you. I'm just saying. <laughs> yep. Mel's got some alts, too. She just doesn't do much with them. She likes to level, but doesn't mm. really get I don't get have them. alts anymore. They're all on white main. Yeah, true. True. Sad. But I was out of town for work all week, mm. so I got back on Thursday and raided, and then have basically just been relaxing ever since. You play anything other than priest? <laughs> no, I did play a druid. <clears throat> I tried to. Well, I tried to level a druid to do PvP with, and then I realized not only do I suck at pvp but i also really really suck at druid pvp and only pvp never so often with the druid it was just like nope druid pvp is a high skills skill cap right there mm -hmm. well, i played warrior druid and like i'm somebody who used to play a uh, warrior paladin and uh, way back in the day uh and that combo the paladin is all reactive and the warrior does like 80 to 90 percent of the work in that comp the paladin is just like i'm keeping you up keeping you cleansed you just keep going you keep doing your thing here's freedom no freedom. boots for you that's why and then i when love I play, that comp when yeah, i play yeah, and warrior then, <laughs> and when i play warrior druid i'm like all right sitting in this root it rooted for 10 yep Okay. Yeah, it, it's good. And I just see my, my partner running around in a circle <laughs> around a pillar with two dudes chasing him. I'm like, okay, okay, oh, rooted again. Ah, <laughs> all, right, all right, cloned, cloned, cloned. <laughs> Sitting it's, there. Like, it's horrible. It, it's actually a skill, though, to be like, as soon as you have one opening where everything's on DR, you got like five, six, seven seconds. What are you going to do with that? Not, with right. that time that you have, right? So you got plenty of time to think about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, my my buddy was like, uh, I think the worst comp to play against for me was a uh, mage priest. I hate that comp mage, uh, disc priest. <laughs> I'm like, I can't touch them. I'm just going to get polyed over and over again. I can't do anything. As soon as I reach them, it, I do damage, but then CC comes out or something happens to me. And my buddy who's like actually a really good druid was like, you just got to keep Sunders on at the start. And then when, as soon as you get out of the poly and you're full, like DR and stuff like that, you you've put the sunder back up and he's like and also if you got like five sunders on them and then you get polyed you can trinket it trinket it there's trinket trinket it force those drs faster right so you get like one trinket to every two minutes and you have oh to decide God. which poly you're going to use it on <laughs> it, it's a different skill than like actually pressing oh, yeah. your buttons <laughs> i recently tried sword spec for the for, for the first Ooh. time um and i like I, I haven't tried it with a shammy yet, but mm -hmm. I realized 
Wow. Uh, having a stunned Harold and then the other mace stunned was a real big crutch for me because, like, it's a lot harder to keep up with people when you're using the sword. Yeah, you do more damage, mm -hmm. but geez, man, like, that stun helps so much. Yeah, the stun, um, if you're playing with, like, a druid or something, the stun is definitely better for, uh, like, playing with a shaman. Sword spec is good. Sword spec's a weird one because, like, it's okay in fives as well, but I think you have to go like sweeping strikes and really play with it like an enhancement yep. shaman or something like that. Uh, but even then, like the stun is just such high value. It's so and good. It all gets changed in wrath though. Like the stun doesn't exist. Arm uh, maces becomes a uh, armor pen and uh, what is it? Uh, sword spec is 10% chance to get a uh, extra swing. But, but I think everybody goes axes because that's the best one. Warriors get better. Like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like they, they, they like are PVP awesome in, uh, rad, like overpower gets some crazy changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, rend is actually <laughs> really good. Like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's PVP is fun for warriors in, in, um, wrath. But yeah, one of the things about wrath that's a little strange is like going into it. Uh, even yes, yes, just yesterday I was like, I, I was I think I was on stream and I was just looking through talents and I was like, you know, wrath talents change a lot of the base talents we've come to know at the very beginning of trees. They've swapped a lot of things around. So like you almost kind of have to unlearn everything that you know about the class or like potential specs going into wrath. Cause there's a lot of changes. A lot of things are like even just augmented slightly and talents are a really delicate thing too. Well, it's, well, it's crazy too. Cause okay. So you were asking what I play. I yeah, played yeah, yeah. rogue. Basically, yeah. all through the or, the original game until I quit uh, during Cataclysm. Um, I did play TBC, but I just PvP'd in TBC and played it pretty light. And I did play Warlock and Rogue during TBC, but uh, then Classic came out. I was like, well... Everybody says warrior, so I'm gonna give it a shot. So I played, I played Fury Warrior all through classic vanilla, and then of course, oh, I drank the Kool Aid oh. and switched oh, to Warlock for TBC. Worst decision I made in TBC. I've hated it. I I've learned that in PVE, I don't like casting bars. I like to be right up there in the sh in the shit. I like red mm -hmm. and yellow bars don't like blue bars and so i've got a warrior and a rogue that are alts the rogue's pretty much all pvp uh geared the warrior has both pvp and i've i've got like half of a pve set made now for the warrior and doing all raids with him and he's freaking awesome and yeah so basically i'm a at heart i'm a warrior and a rogue nice nice like uh, God, a lot of people were saying that warriors were not going to be good. And I ever since the beginning was like, I don't think that's going to be the case. Like, I don't know if you ever caught any of my streams or things with snow when we were talking about it yeah, over a year ago at this point. Oh yeah. Where I've I was, never I was like, missed I was like, an episode of prepared podcast. I love it. So you've heard me be like, I'm pretty sure there's no way that's possible. Like yep. warriors, even like I was saying like, you know, physical stacking comps may still be a thing with like warriors because I, I was like, just the way the class works, 
by nature of the way they deal damage with sweeping strikes and whirlwind i'm like they have good aoe damage they can hit two things at once which literally doubles your damage for almost every swing like there's no way this class is bad and people are like oh your rage generation is really bad and i'm like well warriors are one of the only classes that generate resources via the damage they deal and every stat that they that they get helps them generate that resource like yep. for a rogue the only thing that helps you generate energy is your offhand hit landing, which means that hit expertise and haste are the only three stats that even help you get more energy potentially, right? Yep. For a warrior, armor pen, AP, crit, haste, uh, God, everything helps them. Everything, strength, agility, it all helps them generate more. So the more geared they get, the more they don't have to care about what buttons they press and they just press them all. Yep. So warriors typically towards the start of an expansion will be, um, pretty pretty weak or decent and then they'll just get exponentially better all the time i don't know if you guys ever played league or anything like that never but, played uh, league. Never, i've watched oh, wow. I've, I've i've watched league and yeah. but i never actually played it yeah and there's, it's like one of the reasons that like the ad carry role is so weak at the start of the game is because they need attack attack damage attack speed crit and armor pen right and most other classes just need i need cooldown reduction or you know ability haste now and i need ap it's like casters just need like two stats uh or maybe even penetration then and then like if you're playing a bruiser you're like i need hp so i don't die and i need ad and i need like one more stat that's uh, like a cooldown reduction but as a as like a range character you need four multipliers because they all help each other uh in terms of like the more crit you have, the more value that attack speed has or attack damage has, right? So, yep. yeah. It, well, once you get more geared, you get better as a warrior for sure, and you get better much faster than other classes too. Definitely, and we were talking about it with with Salve Dali last week. Like, mm. I feel that a lot of us in the beginning were saying that that warriors were going to be good. They were going to just have a tough time I'll through people SSC with like the. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Just, just with the mechanics, because I mean, like pre-nerf Lady Vash, I mean, for heavy melee groups to do that, they all had to get the ogre suit, you know, and mm -hmm. like, you know, it weaving it, and out, yeah, it like, and then you know, with the gearing and everything, it was definitely tough for them, you know, uh, early on. Also, pulling aggro because the tanks mm -hmm. didn't didn't have as much good aggro, like you know. Like melee was dying a ton, so I mean, there was a feels like there was a little bit of truth to the start of it, but no. like I I I don't think anybody like said that they're gonna be the best damage dealers, you know, at the end of the expansion. You know what I mean? Like, and they what? kind what? of are. I was saying that. You did. You did. You did. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was like, warriors are gonna be the best. Like, no question. <laughs> and I got shit on by people, but they're just like, you can't be. You can't be serious. And then they're linking me like the the legacy stuff that has private server parses on them that shows mm -hmm. like hunter and warlock just dominating everything and i'm like i'm like this is private servers fights are longer so like you know melee unfriendly mechanics that everybody talks about fights it means are you longer have to experience more of them. I'm, I'm like how many times different. are you off of muru not dealing damage directly to muru if he's got twice as much hp i'm like obviously mm -hmm. twice the amount of time well so, then armors higher oftentimes yeah. private servers mm -hmm. scripting mm -hmm. is oftentimes different and, and wrong on private servers like there's so many different things that like just yeah. don't trust i mean it's cool it to, it's yeah like Sims. it's yeah. cool to look at it like you know be getting ready but just yeah to take private server talk as gospel 
we've definitely found out that that's not the way to go. <laughs> yeah, always be, oh God, what's the word here? Uh, uh, not critical, but be, be, be skeptical, right? Always be skeptical of private server data and always be skeptical of Sims to some degree is my, is my motto. Always think about the logic behind why it would work. Like, I don't care if your argument is, uh, if I think it's like dumb or something, but if your logic behind it is sound, I'm like, okay, even if that doesn't seem to be a reality, I can understand <laughs> why you think that and why you would predict that, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like right. working in, in League of Legends as an analyst. You're just like, I don't really think that team's going to win, but I, you do raise a good point, and I can see why you would believe that. I just think this is a higher chance of happening. So when right. it comes to stuff like that in game, uh, I, I just felt like Warriors, despite all the data I was being shown, had to be good. There was no way that they were going to be bad with sweeping strikes being moved to the fury tree. Cause if you think about it, warriors were the top DPS all throughout, like all throughout classic. And they didn't have sweeping strikes. They did not have sweeping strikes, right? Mm -hmm. That was a, that was an arms talent. It was, yep. you didn't, you, you needed bloodthirst, the 31st, uh, fury talent. So you typically had 17, uh, 34, or you went, uh, 20 points into, uh arms but you never got you never got sweeping strikes i'm like there's no way even if your damage is way worse you're now hitting multiple things on a 30 second cool i'm like this is just gonna rot stuff it's gonna die so fast <laughs> and everybody's like but seed of corruption i'm like yeah yeah i guess you, you're kind of right but uh the way i thought about it was seed is good against like 10 targets but every pack that has like 10 things in it eventually has four right mm -hmm. it will always have four and it eventually gets smaller and smaller and seed loses effectiveness um, to some degree, when you like start getting less and less targets, then you start shadow bolting when it's almost dead. Yep. Um, and I, I had played TBC, so I knew like most of the packs uh, were only up to like seven mobs, eight mobs, maybe. Um, and then a lot of things are like two poles or three. Yep. Right? A lot of things. Well, and if, for like seed for me, if it's three targets, I'm going to get more damage across the entire <clears throat> pack if I just if i just uh single target shadow bolt and don't even do seed and then seed, you know is is better four targets and higher but until you get to like that 10 targets it's not like crazy better like it keeps getting better and better the more targets you have yeah. until how many point. uh how many um or sorry how much better is seed or sorry is shadow bolt on three targets than seed on three targets i mean quite a bit better quite a bit yeah, because okay. I, I was like, I was like, if you're single target shadow bolting something and I'm still seeding and you get a crit, do I get some of your ISB, your uh, improved shadow bolt? You on would, my yeah, yeah. Does you, it absorb yeah, seed? Yep, yeah, you should. Hmm. I'm not hmm. positive on it, yep. but you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, if that works, then hmm, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I keep seeding. Nah, I, uh, for for warlock i, I don't know how you enjoy uh, you you even said you don't enjoy it so no, it's like i enjoyed yeah. it in the beginning and you know there's certain as aspects of it i enjoy but it just it got worse and worse i mean now the spec we mm. use we don't even use immolate we just shadow bolt like mm -hmm. and curse and it's just like okay and i mean yep. if, we've got so many buttons like if you if I PvP'd on him, I'd probably enjoy it more because there's a ton of stuff to do in PvP. Yeah. But and then manage just, a pet. Yeah, it's just it's not. Yeah, it's just not something I've liked. But I think I just don't like mana in general. I just don't mm. like, mm -hmm. and I don't like, I don't like the min maxing of, like I love positioning on 
melee because I just know that I have to be behind the boss and I have to get out of stuff. Yeah. Whereas yeah. what I've learned with the caster, there's a whole lot of min maxing in how far you move for certain things. Like there's can't a move, ton. Can't move. Can't move well, DPS loss. And I love to jump. <laughs> I love to jump. And that's a huge <laughs> DPS loss for casters. <laughs> and it's no. not and it's not for, you know, you know, melee. And it's it's just there's so many things. Yeah. So. I just gotta jump, dude. There's just something about <laughs> jumping in wow that I just I can't stop. I love um, it. Listen, actually, the not moving is very apparent in these fights where we have to be so many feet away from each other, right? And it's mm -hmm. like the warlocks, they're just like, no. I'm not moving. Yep. yep. And as soon as I'm the like, fight starts, planted. I'm like, somebody's got to move. I can't go any direction without hitting somebody <laughs> else. Like, somebody has to move. Let me out. I have burned. <laughs> just ah. walk through, walk through like three people. Um, uh. You just reminded me actually of a, like, I played retail for a little bit and uh, went up to, uh, I, I just played Holy Paladin in, uh, in twos mostly uh, until I had all of the, the top PvP gear. And then I was like, okay, there's nothing really left for me. Um, it was the it was one of the best experiences I had in an MMORPG in terms of pure gameplay because it's up there with like Fury Prot. Like Fury Prot is probably my favorite, and this is my second favorite. And it was being a healer that had to care about melee mechanics and had everything be instant. Because in retail, you're constantly using Crusader Strike to generate um, holy power so that you can then use your abilities faster. Or like, sorry, uh, not holy power, but like just basically get. Uh, like holy shocks off, reduce the cooldown of that, constantly healing. Uh, and you're you're like a melee healer. And I really enjoyed that. I had it never played monk or anything like that. So it was very nice. It was actually appealed to a lot of like, I like melee and I like healing. It was very much so like right up my alley and it was a ton of fun. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be like a like a, a battle mage when mm -hmm. like WoW came out. I just, you know. But I didn't know anything. I remember I was I was a mage using a sword, trying to like hit like mobs while I'm casting like my instant cast, and it was so dumb. But yeah. like, but like, <laughs> I had no idea. You know, I was level like you know twenty two or you know something. Like it was just bad. But uh, but yeah, like that that does kind of sound appealing. Sounds kind of neat. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything battle mage like. There really isn't anything battle mage like, except for like spell hands is the closest you yeah, get. Yeah, spell hands, shammy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. That's that's what Melderon suggested one time when he was on. But oh, for me, what I've been doing is really boring. And wow, I've been still just getting ready for uh, achieve achieve achievements and mounts. I've got all my reps in the main cities up to exalted now. Wow! I just hit revered in the uh, Netherwing, which has been a pain in the butt compared to Skedis. Whereas Skedis, I could just go around and kill the the small bosses, then summon the main boss. You know, swap layers, summon the main boss again, then set a mm -hmm. fifteen minute timer, kill the the mini bosses, rinse, repeat. Like, and I've got it really fast, but. Looking for those eggs and everything for Netherwing has been kind of a pain. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're on a populated server, it just you're you're not getting any eggs anytime soon. You gotta just do routes and stuff. But yeah, and I've know. been doing uh, I've been doing PvP. Um, still not still like just haven't found like I PvP with like seven different people. 
like mm-hmm. on the reg, but like we never seem to have like the right comps and like, you know, so sitting there right, you know, like in the like early 1500s and just not playing enough games, but I'm still enjoying it. Like I just have a good time PVPing and so been doing that. That's really all I've been doing besides raiding. You did a ZG and stuff. Oh, I guess that's technically raiding. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing <laughs> like did an off night BT with my warrior and like I did really bad. Like it felt bad. Like I had gotten more gear. I was excited, but like I just was off. Although the groups were off too quite a bit. Um but like it just it it felt kind of bad. But yeah. Just been doing that. Um as far as raid progress, uh last time we were on the show you heard we dropped we dropped Muru for the first time. This time we came in uh first uh the first try we got him down in phase well, two hold on let's go through the whole raid people like to hear about the raid okay. well, you, what happened last time okay you go ahead then Mo. okay well i wasn't there on tuesday but you guys went into caligos you it looks like you wiped once and then like he wiped once at like 90 percent, i think and then got him down the second time and he thing happen in Calgos? No, it's just like one of those things where like you just like you damage one boss too like too fast. Like it's just um it, it I just think that boss like sometimes you just don't get it down the first time is really yeah. what it what it boils down to. But we do have the weak aura now that shows us the boss health up and down i just don't oh, you think do. you have it now uh-huh well yeah. ev- everybody telling, doesn't have it because some people bob are like yip. still not using it and asking okay, what well, the bosses are i was telling are. bob and yip that i had an add-on or something i was like i can see the boss on both sides percentages and they were like no you can't and i was like yes i can and they were like mm, that's just not a thing and i'm like okay and they were like, and then Yip was like, take a screenshot and show me next time. And then the next time we did Calgos, he was like, hey, can Liz come in for Calgos? And I was like, you don't want to see my screenshot of, you know, the boss percentage? Or are you just trying to, you know, delay the inevitable here <laughs> that I'm right? <laughs> but yeah. Okay. That so then you guys went to Brutalis. And are you telling a story one? from the logs or what are you looking at? She is. Well, okay. So I was there. Okay. But I was working as well so like she was out of I town was, and she normally yeah, sits on, when she's out of town but she'll hop in if she has to i was on hotel wi-fi so it was like if you really need me i'm here but if not you're probably going to do better without me um so yeah so brutalis you guys went in wiped once and then killed him seems to be a common theme here yeah i mean he was it was the first wipe like 50 like, percent yeah, and it sucked too. Wait, where are the, where are the logs like, for this? Where are the logs for this? I was like, I think I killed it. On yeah, the link, f- link the logs first, for this. Uh, yeah, you can just link it in chat if you want to. Chat can follow along. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I love looking at logs and then trying to figure out and like CSI what happened and just like, <laughs> like you're like you wiped on Brutalis once. And I'm like, okay, what happened here? How did he die? Yeah, I know. I wish I knew. Yeah, we lost. So how'd you the, die, Bob? Well, I think they called for a wipe, and I was doing my thing, you know, and like I was having a good time because I think I was like really ahead and had some great crits, I think. But then you the were, melee, you were top DPS, so you were probably very upset. 
the melee group just went down. So, like, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then they called for a wipe, and I was like, what, what, wipe, what? Oh, man. <laughs> but the wipes are fun because then you get to run around with fire and kill and Like, you just go get fire and you go kill everybody. And if you're a real dick, you go find the hunters that are feigned death. And you kill them too. (laughs) I did it on on complete accident on on one of the on one of the hunters, and then I apologized to him, and he was like, "No, uh, so and so got me," and I was like, "Oh, I must have killed the other hunter." Whoops! (laughs) (laughs) Epic fail. Oh man! Um, But yeah, I mean, you guys did really good. I think on Tuesday, you guys went to Felmus and only wiped twice. Felmus was horrible for me. the second attempt, he goes up in the air. I'm trying to get the last bit of, you know, casting damage on him. And then for the first time ever, I find out what the green skeleton's little ooze behind him does. I had always walked around, but then I, like, was a little late, so I came running. And I was all of a sudden trapped between the ooze. I was like, oh, God, oh, God. And then I died and had to watch the entire fight from the, from the floor. It was, it was pretty bad. Oh my god! You guys one shot Eldar twins, though. Yep, yep, twins. Uh, which was crazy because uh, at one point it got a little hairy, but uh, we we like Yip was able to get the uh, the boss back, but it it started running upstairs. Um, but I forget why. See, this is why Yip was so good at a this. Warlock. No, no, somebody. Kitty claws. Yeah, kitty claws like died. died. Yeah. Oh, so it was just like basically it gave it gave him time to get back up. It actually worked out that he aggroed on the lock and he's just started mm-hmm. running up the stairs. It was a little weird, but yeah, we got that down pretty good. Um, yeah, pretty I much. think that's the first shot time we've one shot twins. I think it is, too. Yeah. I mean, I we've done we've, it. We've like one shot or... everything except for. Except for the first boss, Felmus. We've, yeah. we've never, we've, yeah, Felmus. yeah, yeah, Caligos. We've we've never one shot Caligos. Yeah, yeah. happens. So Caligos, for some reason, also gives a lot of my guilds trouble. I don't know if the uh, portals are a static timer or not. So sometimes they feel like really far apart. Yeah, I yeah, don't know and how I think it works sometimes either. they just they just spawn it such annoying places when you're the one that's supposed to go down right so it takes you a while to get down there and i think the longer people wait to get down into the portal the longer it takes for them to come back up and then you've got this imbalance of people on different there's like a second cooldown for like someone to go through the portal so i'm sitting there clicking it then i'll then someone will get in before me i'm like damn it if you try to click it get in there yeah where it's not clickable yeah yeah uh, then you guys went to Muru. If I was there, I'd do a much better job than Bob is. But <laughs> yeah, Muru was awesome. We went in and first try, we got him to twenty k on stage two, and and like I said to chat right right there, I was like, oh god, this means that we're not gonna get him down. T- down tonight because we got him so close on the first try and then the second try I mean, historically our guild has done things like that right <laughs> like you get him so close and then all of a sudden it's like wipe 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 and you're like what is happening people <laughs> yep but uh the um second attempt went okay 
but the third attempt, we got him down, and I think we've got it. We've got that fight down pretty good now. Everybody's like really got their roles good. Uh, it was horrible. Like at the very end, I in in phase two, I died. I got I got I got B rezzed. Got a few shadow bolts off, and then there was a a void zone that was half in the center circle and half in the outer part. The outer part, it was not graphically visible. Oh, so it was like so I was like looking at the bus and I walked over. I was like, oh god, I'm in I'm in one. And then I tried to like like jump out and jumping of of course the wrong thing to do because <laughs> the worst like, thing you could do. Yeah, the absolute worst. And I die again and I'm like, I I was just like I just yelled, I have the weakest link. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Listen, whenever anybody's battle res, though, you're on like borrowed time at that point, right? You don't have yeah. all your buffs. You don't have like your battle res with at least for a healer, like no mana. And it's just like you're <laughs> if you survive, that's the best that's a, is that's the thing. The best is when someone gets battle res and they just take it immediately when like some big AOE stuff's going out or something. Like I think Yip said it a long time ago is the funniest thing. He's like, you don't have to take it immediately. You can wait for an opportune time to take the battle res. Oh yeah. man. But well, yeah. now we just dummy proof that and it's like, I'm resing you, don't take it right now. Don't take it right now. I'll tell you when to take it. <laughs> So then we move on to KJ. We get, I don't know how many Two attempts. attempts. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't much. We were just kind of like. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys did anything on the first attempt. Well, a little bit, yeah. But yeah, we were we were kind of setting up like where we should spread out and stuff. But then we 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 really got a lot of a a lot of attempts in Thursday night. Um, and yeah. We got it to 5% at one point, and we got to that transition to the final stage is just crazy with, like, everything that can go wrong. You got all these, uh, what are the orbs called? Uh, shield shield orbs. orbs? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. all of those out. The big, uh, big uh, uh, meteor things are dropping. Like, you're trying to get the shield. Um, I mean, I think the the... Kill Jaden fight is just more people feeling comfortable and understanding the mechanics than it is a skill set barrier at this point, right? Like we know we well, can it's target priority. It's you know when the ads right. come understanding out, the you mechanics need to get them and understanding down. your role, right? Like, yeah, and like, I think that's that's where we're at right now. Is that you know, in every every attempt is a little bit different on whose fault it was right like there was a couple where gun just got kicked from the dragon and i have no idea why that would happen but you know then we don't have that and he can't come in and bubble us and so we well, he was and having then, major problems with uh yeah he uses LV, yeah and it was like it was messing up the pet bars he was having problems with that a lot of the night um I think they got them figured out. Um, yeah. And there was just different things, you know, like we, we changed strats a little bit on like, Hey, this is where we stand or this is, we're going to try to group up to get a pre-buff for everybody. And then we'll group back up to do this, but we can't do that if X, Y, or Z happens. And we were like, okay, let's just forget the fancy stuff. Like let's, let's just try to get it down normally. And then we can add that stuff in later once everybody understands. 
But other than that, like, you know, get out of the fireballs, get out of the, you know, or the meteors or whatever it is that flies down. Oh, the range is actually bigger than it seems like it's going to be. So you need to be a little bit further away. I mean, we got better one thing or at, another. We got we got better at dodging spikes uh, during the ad phase. Um, early on, you talk about warlocks not moving, but you can watch me early on. There's, you know, evidence. I'm just like sitting there, like just trying to move to like get to where someone's not at. And I just, it was such a pain in the beginning, but like everybody kind of got better at it. And like by mm -hmm. the end of Thursday night, I, in my little area at least, I was not seeing any problems with us being properly spread, you know, because like the, the hardest part is you go in to get the shield and you got to go back to your spot and everybody's kind of in a little bit of a different spot. But we got really good at really getting out of range of each each other very quickly, which was a good sign. I, th I think KJ goes down next week with a little bit more gear. I noticed that it got a lot better after we like ran back and then one of us would get fire bloom and everybody be like, oh, OK, sorry, I'm too close. Right. <laughs> so I got Harry to move back. No, I'm just kidding. Harry was actually fine. <laughs> yeah, we had. uh with a couple of different issues in in our little area, but we got it worked out. I, I'm hoping that the other areas got it worked out too, because I have no clue about them. You know, like as far as the spread went, I guess I could watch the logs and see. But yeah, no, I mean, I think it was getting better on both sides. Um, but it is a different type of healing fight too. I think you have to prioritize, you know, hots and flash heals and you know, prayer healing on the the tank or the melee groups, but not the range groups necessarily. Um, we stacked a little bit closer this time. So some of it was fine. And then mana was mana is always an issue. I feel like, but getting the dragon breaths a little bit more consistently was helpful for everybody. So I think getting gotten used to that has been beneficial and how he's spreading that around. Um, um, I, something I did, was different on Thursday is um, I made a macro to target the shield orbs and then cast searing pain. But during the first few attempts, uh, iPod in chat was like, you, you know, he was sat from the raid. So he was trying to help me. And he's like, why don't you try shadow bolt and shadow bolt? Oftentimes you'll get half cast and then the orb will die. And you're just like, well, I just wasted that, that time. But, like, we thought it'd do a lot more damage. We looked at it, like, it really wasn't. So, like, I switched back to uh, to using Searing Pain, and that seemed to work really good. Then one of the other Warlocks, uh, Chuckle, uh, was having trouble with it, too. I gave him the macro, and he said it worked out really good for him, too. So it was just, like, a way to quickly target when they get in range without having to click on them or tab to them. And it's just like immediately starts casting uh, 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 Searing Pain, which is a really quick cast. And so I was able to do a lot of damage on the orbs later. And so the orbs, the orbs aren't a problem in the beginning, but they really become a problem later. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I think Penta gave me um, the suggestion to use Tier 5, too, for the Renew. Uh, I didn't have it on me because I cleared out my bags for some reason or another the other day, but I need to try that next week too because I think that'll help a lot. 
Interesting. You have any like thoughts on on KJ? I assume you you've killed him quite a few times. Now. Yeah, I've killed him quite a few times. Like all all of my raids kill it. And um, one of the things that I uh, uh, actually it's funny. Um, I have twenty sixth man raid led uh, multiple KJ kills now. So I'm like, oh nice. Yeah, I've, I've like had people stream Discord and told them exactly what to do, especially from the dragon POV, because the um, the dragon you can do things like if they're having issues with like pet bars and stuff like that. Um, you just take your one through four, even if you're like they're not macros or something like cast shadow bolt, right? You make it a macro and it's slash uh, click pet action button one slash cast shadow bolt. So it will always do just normally what you're doing, but it'll try to make your pet action go as well. And then when you have a pet action, it'll do that instead. So Ooh. I can just press one through four and you do all of the pet abilities. Uh, if I do pet action, uh, click slash click space, pet action button, all one word one, and then you do one, two, three, and then the shield is five for some reason instead of four. So it's a lot easier to like blink twice, control your character, um, control the dragon, all that stuff. So it's a uh, KJ is a fight where there's now like new strats of like fully stacking to get damage yep. and all that. As a warlock, you'll probably like that strat because uh, apparently lust and the uh, the dragon breath that speeds you up stacks for ranged, but doesn't stack for melee. So melee lust in that fight is kind of useless, except for like the beginning. Um, whereas like lusting your warlocks plus the breath is insane for them. So we actually yeah, uh, uh, we did make that change though. Yip called that ice. change. Well, yeah, we called the change to lust the melee groups early. He called that change like halfway through our progression to lust the melee like right off the bat. So so that's so that's good. But yeah, the stacking thing, we tried that a few times our first attempts like last week when we first got Muru down. Um but then our raid leader was like, "How about we just learn the fight the way it's supposed to be done first, mm -hmm. and then we'll try this later when everybody understands the mechanics and everything." Um, but yeah, I was not definitely not getting as many haste buffs and all that. Like, you know, it didn't feel great. The you know for the locks, like you know, I wasn't doing crazy damage. Like the melee, the rogues were just like destroying every pull like they were just killing it but yeah, yeah they can they can do a ton of damage on that fight like a lot of damage so yeah, yeah. Like uh, kj is a tricky fight it's a tricky fight it's not like any th any other fight in the game which means like you no know, other fights really prepared you for it that's why i think muru right. and kj are so difficult um for people is because they really are not like other fights you can't like do brutalis and that'll help you prepare for these fights in if to some degree like doing brutalis or doing caligos can like prepare you for each other where you're just like oh, a lot of tank damage raid damage is coming out etc but as especially as a damage dealer like having to swap to shield orbs all the time having to group move etc nothing else really compares to those two fights so yeah. i think uh it, they are very hard good luck with that as well <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun i have a lot of fun in sunwell a lot of fun because it's just very yeah. different than all the other raids too yeah i mean Muru and KJ just kind of remind me of, remind me, like, I don't know if they're as difficult, but they remind me of some of the hard modes in Olduar, like Yog saran there's a whole lot of stuff going on, like even just, you know, just normal Yog, like you're, you're going in, you know, portals, everything else, like, you're, you're, you know, there's a lot of different stages, like it's, 
you know, and but that's cool. Like, I think that's cool. It makes raiding a lot more fun for me. It gets me excited for for Wrath because this this is the first time I've ever done anything in you know because I just didn't raid all all through TBC. So this whole expansion's been pretty new to me as far as PVE goes, and Sunwell is definitely my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very engaging and like doesn't it's not just because i feel like a, a few fights became like tank and spank like really tank and spank so right. as a as a uh tank i just kind of was like okay i just need to do as much threat as possible stand there gorfine's a good example right even like mother and stuff like that started feeling that way for tanking so i'm, well, I'm glad there's a lot more like pally tanking on things or even having to heal a fight or two so yeah i it's much more engaging and has me moving around a lot yeah and, yeah, and for healers, it's a lot more complex, right? Oh, yeah, there's I mean, a lot more damage going before, out. But yeah, there's a lot more you have to think about. You have to prioritize. It's not just like, oh, who gets the heal off first? There's actually like, <laughs> you have to heal people and mm -hmm. get assignments and things like that. So it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Well, and I like these two fights more than I like, say, Lady Vash pre-nerf. Because, so like... Like most of the stuff, you know, in these two fights, you can prevent, you can improve at, you know, but like Lady Vash, the wrong people get, you know, mind controlled and there's no counterplay for that. You know, that was, you know, something I didn't like about that fight, but there is counterplay for the different things in these two fights, at least what I can see. And it feels, it feels a lot better to me than like Pre-Nerf Vash did because there was just so much like... I didn't think KJ, I thought KJ was definitely a better fight pre-nerf than pre-nerf uh, Vash. I thought, you know, as long as you did the stuff right, like, you were going to be okay and there was counterplay. But right. that, that final stage of, of Vash, like, you know, was just like, eh. <laughs> like, I don't know that I really liked that. But, yeah, well, so that was our raid. I think we're going to get KJ down. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's move on to... <laughs> time for the news all right so the big news this week is classic wrath fresh realms um this has, has come out there's a lot of different news about it but basically uh the first thing that came out is they are planning to do fresh realms for for wrath uh and they said for at least 90 days, uh, they're not going to allow character boosts or transfers to the realms. And they've since come in and said, listen, guys, it could be like forever that we don't allow transfers. We're going to we're going to watch it. So just initially, what are your guys' thoughts on fresh realms? I like them personally. I think that the uh, idea behind it is good. I think that. Uh giving people a chance because in my opinion it only helps and it doesn't really hurt um because these people who are ro rolling onto fresh realms are people who really want that experience of leveling fresh right and if you did that on a server and they didn't allow any fresh servers at all you would not have people to party with you would kind of be forced into the boost uh every time so i i kind of like how they uh made it so you can have to go through the game you have to go through the game again or you know opt into that experience but from my perspective I, I guess i haven't put it so eloquently they only gain from doing this and it's very low effort and it 
appeases a group of people who, in my opinion, will probably like that experience, like that leveling experience. And then some of them will stop playing the game because they liked the leveling portion of it. And then the other ones will transfer. So I, I feel like it's not anything that you like lose here. Cause if I'm somebody who wants to have that fresh experience, I don't want to feel like I'm behind or, mm-hmm. or be forced to have like roll on a server where I'm going to feel behind. So this just gives people an option. And I feel like having options doesn't really hurt that much, you know? And I feel yeah. like it could be really good for people yeah. that like didn't invest a lot of time in TBC. Like I've got like mm-hmm. over 30 K gold. And I've got a whole bunch of like plans and there's a lot of in-game stuff like Kirator rings and cold weather flying and all this stuff I'm going to buy right off the bat. And like, so I'm, you know, and I've got like six characters. Like I'm going to, you know, like I'm, I'm not the target for this, but someone who didn't, who quit maybe TBC like during phase one, I mean, this could be a really cool option, you know, and it just, it does, it is scary because as soon as you can transfer characters over, boom, the economy is no longer what they're quote unquote wanting. But there's going to be bots on that realm and the economy is going to, you know, it's going to end up being only, bad too. So they're only going to allow character transfers if the population starts to go down, right? Like if people level and it starts to dwindle or if there's not enough interest, I think that's when they start allowing character transfers. That's why they made it so clear that it may not happen. But it could happen after 90 days if it's not as big as we thought it might be, right? I think there'd be another interesting idea, though, is allowing Wrath fresh servers that do allow character boosts. And I only say this because I think that there is a decent amount of the population that wants to come back and play Wrath and doesn't necessarily want to come back and play Wrath and compete with everybody that has all this gold saved up and all of these things, but they don't want to come back and play wrath and level from one yeah to they don't, they, they're here to play wrath they ain't here to play classic exactly or, you know, EBC. right like they if they were that. there like we're that population that played <laughs> classic and tbc right they don't want to go through playing classic tbc necessarily like i think there's a population that does that as well right and so I think it'd be interesting if they had i don't know at least one server that did allow character boost but didn't allow character transfers and see if that was popular as well. Mm. Um, yeah, one, I, I think they're experimenting, and I think it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. One sure. concern I do have is, uh, and Scotty J, one of his his videos made made me think of this, uh, is if they want the servers to be actually correct, these fresh start realms need to come out when wrath drops. Not pre-patch because if it comes out mm. in pre-patch, I'm gonna play some, and then I'm not gonna play later. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to that are like, oh, I'm gonna have a fun time in the fresh start and play, you know, as far as I get. But then, you know, when Wrath hits, like I'm going back to my mains, and this could mm. really affect the server populations. Like they might end but up why? opening new why servers. Would you- why would you go level in a classic wrath server from one to 30 during pre-patch? Like what, what's the enticement there? Uh, just to, to level in a, I mean, it's the, it's the fresh thing just to level in a, in an Azeroth that's booming and has a ton of people, ton of people doing dungeons, ton of people doing everything. Like 
that sounds fun, but when you know, you start at level one, mm -hmm. you realize this, right? Like, I don't think pre patch is long enough to make that as enticing as you think it might be. It's supposed to be everybody is thinking it's going to be four four weeks based on what they've said. You're saying they release it when Wrath drops, not pre patch, yes. And I think what are you saying, Mel? I'm saying I don't think there's enough enticement for me to go play in a Wrath Fresh server in pre-patch. That's you, but I think there's you're, a ton of people that do it. So you're bo you're both saying they shouldn't do it at pre-patch. No, I don't care if they do it at pre-patch. I think it's fine to do it at pre-patch. I think okay. these people that want to play Wrath, they want to play Wrath, especially on a fresh server. I think they want to play Wrath as soon as possible. You launch it at pre-patch and they get that opportunity to start their fresh server. Sure, there might be some extra people going in there. I don't see the the like deficit like i don't see the mm. consequence of that being negative i see that being a benefit right like you get people to come into this fresh server and okay yes maybe then they leave but then after 90 days people can transfer right so like i don't know but that's the whole thing people like these people that want fresh do not want people to be able to transfer well they will though if they get a fresh server and there's you know they, they want people, people to transfer on into them right? yeah they don't want gold coming in. They like I'm like I don't think that's gonna happen. It would have to be right. like way too populated or something or like yeah. I yeah, know. I just I just wonder because there's been so many people that are saying, well, I'll play it some during pre-patch, but then not after that. And if that happens, yeah. they might open up new servers. Then there's a whole bunch of people playing, and then it drops off completely, and then those servers are kind of in trouble at that point. Whereas if you just drop it day one wrath. You're getting, you're only getting the people that really want to play that server for good. That's how I see it. Okay, okay, I I, I see that. Um, the way I, the, I I kind of understand that as well because I was thinking originally I was like, well, I would want to have something where it's like, hey, pre patch hits. These are the fresh servers. You can roll on them, get your character to max level, and then you you have a challenge of like, how much can you prepare yourself for Wrath of the Lich King? before it actually comes out. But uh, I think that that isn't as enticing to people who want to play Wrath and will buy Wrath when it comes out, right? They'll buy the subscription then. They're not going to be like, oh, it's TBC uh, final phase pre-patch into Wrath of Lich King. Now it's time for me to play. But you don't have the same ability or you have the same abilities and stuff like that, but you won't have like um, the, the access to Northrend or any of those things. So you're just like, kind of sitting there waiting and i think a lot of people are going to use the boost if they're just playing for wrath if you haven't started preparing a lot of people are probably just going to use the boost or you like the um the leveling which i'm like you could then start at any time you know like but so right. i i the think fresh, that, you can't use the boost yeah though, so i know i know that's why i'm like they're just going to roll on other servers if they're like new people who aren't doing it that could be uh, true too it could be true yeah but if, if but if it's in pre-patch then i think the people who are coming for wrath are probably going to also feel like they're behind so i think you're right where the best thing to do is drop it when wrath happens. Right. Not I just feel you get everybody that really <laughs> wants that fresh experience mm -hmm. and it'd be cool for content too, because you'd be able to watch some crazy races Load into Elwyn forest and just be like, Whoa, yeah. everybody's here again. We're all here. <laughs> well, yeah. And just day one, I would be, would probably be watching like, you know, you're going to get to see everybody clear next, you know, world first, but then, you know, as soon as that, you know, you know, few days is over, right? In mm. on all the other servers, you'd get to watch this crazy race of everybody going from level one all the way through 
TBC all the way into Wrath level 80, and then who's going to clear next first in those new fresh servers? I mm -hmm. think it could be some really neat stuff to watch, and maybe yeah, even more hype than all the other servers world first. Well, they're, I mean, it probably will be because if you think about it, they said that they're gating raids, right? At the start of Wrath. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be like TBC, who can get into Gruel at level 68, et cetera, right? Who has 25 people to go. They're releasing them later. Like, I think it's a week or two later. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah. Uh, I didn't see that uh, bit of news. That would be, oh, that would that would make you feel a lot more relaxed about like rushing to max character let me see uh, we're gonna find something that talks about it eventually I guess but if <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody in chat knows as well yeah somebody says I thought Mega Man says I thought it was two weeks yeah I'm trying to find where I saw this that would be interesting uh, that would be that, that would be really cool yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, I think in that case, then if it was two weeks, like if there's any really good guilds, like that are starting on fresh, even if fresh drops, I think in two weeks, people, there'd at least be a few guilds that are ready to go right into Nax on the fresh, on the fresh servers too. Like they would definitely be able to level that quickly, especially because like also you level quicker. Don't they they do the same thing again. Like TBC leveling becomes faster. You also get mounts earlier. Uh, there's a lot of different things that make uh, make the one to eighty journey a lot quicker. Did Content anybody... phase schedule for Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah, I found it. Um, yeah. Pre patch event two to six weeks long. Release braids unlock about a week after release. Okay, a week. Next, Ramsay of Eternity, Obsidian Sanctum, and then Old Dwar. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll take that. You can get a link to that real quick. Yeah. Link it in Discord and chat, would you? Mm hmm. So I have it for those notes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Was, this is what it was. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, where, where did I see this? Yeah. It's one of those things, and then you start questioning yourself. You're like, "Did I actually see this, or did mm -hmm. somebody somebody just suggest this?" Oh yeah, God. yeah. How did I miss this for news? Yep. Yeah. Raids unlock about a week after release, so it's a lot of people who were like, because you know, I, I play in a lot of speedrun guilds. Um, a lot of people were kind of upset because they're just like the whole thing that like progress did, where they were like practicing leveling soon as they could, like within like hours of the release they were already down in grohl mm -hmm. right they were getting those world firsts in it's not going to be the same way now people are going to be gearing up you're going to be waiting there people are going to be like whose server comes up first who has the least lag that's going to be world first right yeah that's that's the thing that people are upset about is they're just like whosever servers are the most stable and they can be ready for the raid and know the raid well enough that is those people are going to clear it so yeah. But, this, yeah but at the same time you kind of i kind of feel like like having it a week is better just because like just think about uh the like what was it eight hours at release mm -hmm. of tbc that feralita just wasn't playable on yeah it was not it was not yeah so oh, like god you know that sucks for for world first type races like that just puts a bad taste in people's mouths you know like 
if you know yeah. like something out of their con their control mm -hmm. screws them that bad yeah especially like I, I think this is where they're appealing to a little bit more of the casual player um where they're like hey it's not this big rush you don't need to like if your guild is trying to go hard because a lot of guilds are very ambitious right because mm -hmm. i think ambitious guilds get a lot more recruits you kind of have to just make the the culture um right you you set the tone of the culture right and then you recruit people who fit that tone or want that and then that becomes your guild's uh image so there's a lot of people who are like pushing the boundaries and like hey we're gonna raid that first weekend right people are gonna right. burn themselves out people are gonna be playing people are gonna be upset that they have something come up and they can't actually um like raid then right. so yeah i think yeah i, think I this mean is, it's a lot of pressure i think tbc yeah. was a lot oh, it was of terrible like, oh it was terrible i was killing myself God, i need it took, sleep. It took years off my life <laughs> yeah that's, that's the most i had streamed ever like I, I go back and i check my analytics and that was like by far the most i had streamed in a month it was just constantly and, streaming my leveling and i had to, i had to level a character that was a tank tank that weekend and try to get my rogue ready to do a lockout before Tuesday because it resets oh and you miss a lockout God. if you don't, right? So, uh, right. Well, oh, God, it was so bad. Like, even in our sweaty casual guild, you know, like, uh, uh, just to give, like, I mean, like, just, we didn't actually tell you. Our guild is, like, kind of, like, I mean, we're not, like, casual, but we're not hardcore, like, but we're a guild that did, you know, kill pre-nerf vash and kt within the first like you know what was it four to five weeks like we're that type of guild but we were moving over and mel and i were just like freaking out trying to level because you know we went from 40 man to 25 man and like we're trying to make sure that we're you know leveled when everybody goes in for the first uh, attempts and we're just killing ourselves doing it you know and okay. i think there's a lot of people that were doing that I think it'll be a little bit better this uh this time around but uh also on the fresh realms uh the gates of a of encourage will be open there'll be no um there'll be no scarab lords on those servers um something interesting that was in this post too that i didn't know is i guess if you still want scarab lord and you never did that i guess there's still some realms uh in season of of mastery that the gong can be rung, but has not been rung. So if anybody's interested in that, you could probably find those servers. <laughs> transfer, wait a long time, dead character, transfer back. <laughs> oh no, man. Yeah. I, I don't know how, you know, much you would, you would really want to do that, but if somebody wants to knock that off their bucket list, I guess you still can at the moment. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? There it was the gates of Ankaraj, and then something else was opened. That, yeah, I thought there was something else. Maybe not, though. I thought there was something else that, like, you wouldn't be able to do that was done in... I don't in know. What? It was done, done in Classic, in like something... Mm. Uh, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing either. But yeah, so yeah. Fresh, fresh servers, it's going to be interesting. Like, are you going to roll on one? No, I'm I'm gonna try to cut back the number of characters I'm playing because <laughs> it literally Why, you no, no, it literally leaves me like no time, and I'm just like trying to figure out what I want to do. So you know, there's a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of uh, time just 
you know, when I have free time, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then you commit yourself to raids and then eventually you find yourself doing that with all of your spare time. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. probably trying to get another hobby, you know, <laughs> trying to do something else. So yeah, there's yeah. so there's there's like so many good shows and stuff out right now. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure you're way behind. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm way <laughs> behind on stuff. Like uh, my oh, girlfriend man. and I like watch uh, shows and like for some reason now it's like, TV is the thing I do to get away from gaming, which is uh, <laughs> a little strange to, <laughs> to think it's that right. way. It's, it's oh, different. Man. You can you can watch the screen with just your hands down, right? Yeah, Instead yeah. Of engaged <laughs> in something. So yeah, it's totally different. Oh, absolutely, completely different. It's just, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I definitely would want to uh, pick up another hobby or start working out again. So I want to cut back on my characters, hundred percent. Working out to be nice. I keep trying to restart that. It's crazy. I looked at a picture of me Mm. uh, from before before, uh, Classic came out. Wow. Yeah. We're on the beach. I had Mm -hmm. like a four six pack. And uh, now I look in the mirror and I'm like, "Ah, that's gone. (laughs) I wonder what happened. Classic. Six packs there, man. There's just a keg in front of it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's there. It's just hidden, okay? It's stealthy. Like, it's there. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, I feel the same way. I feel like I, luckily enough, travel enough for work that I still get to not computer game all the time. but. Now, even when I travel for work, I log in just in case they need me because that's fine. But we'll get there. I think we're going to go to TwitchCon. <laughs> get out of our bubble. COVID yeah, also okay. different, didn't help, right? Like, yeah, absolutely not. But yeah, well, the our our best vacation of the year used to be BlizzCon for years, you know, and now like we're like we haven't had it in so long we're just like do you want to go to TwitchCon? we should see a lot of the same people that we see at blizzcon you want to just do that you know we had so much fun doing and then we used to also travel for the overwatch league stuff and we don't do that as much anymore so gotta get out gotta get out of the house but okay so the the last thing i wanted to mention is uh the free they're they're like we we mentioned it last week, they're closing a bunch of 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 servers that are low pop. Uh, and if you're on the list, you need to transfer before August 9th. Um, because this is what it locks. Now, a lot of people are speculating that this means that the pre patch will come two weeks after that. Anybody? Uh, anybody think that that might be right? August. For a pre-patch? August sounds fine. I feel like... But that would mean September launch. You think that's too early? I just... I was more thinking October or November. I was thinking something in in fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I think August gives us... Like, mid-August, that's two more months of this content. Right? Like, how much longer... Is SS or is um, that's a good point, I guess. Yeah, like we just it's all still fresh and new to us right now, so I feel like we're all in this bubble of like, oh, but this is so fun. But I think they have to you just also, have to judge how many weeks it is versus like the previous phases, like they go like usually 18, right? It's somewhere yeah. between 15 and 18, 
lockouts. Yeah, somewhere between three and three and a half months. I don't mm. think they want to lose the wrath hype either. I think yeah, there's a lot of people that are not as hyped about this phase because it's not going to necessarily help them get better in wrath, right? And so they have to balance that between the people that still want to play this phase and moving forward. But let's be realistic. All the gear you're getting right now is great for right now. <laughs> and, and, you know, 10 levels, it's not going to help you much. Yeah, the jump is definitely huge TBC to Wrath. Whereas when you were getting that next gear, you're like, well, I'm probably going to be able to use this throughout Kara, you know, like it's going mm-hmm. to carry me. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some items like specifically for Rogue. I need to get two pieces, preferably, slayer, yeah. yeah, preferably bracers, and I think boots belt. are braces belt. and belts, braces something, and yeah. belt, yeah. But like, I'll take any two of those three, really, just to have like that haste bonus is big, and then I think there's a couple other classes that have that type of thing. But for the most part, you know, especially weapons are all replaced, like. It's a bummer about the glaives because, like, those get replaced <laughs> so fast. Like, someone was mentioning to me that, like, they should have from the beginning made an upgrade path for each legendary, you know, so that, like, you could keep carrying it on, you know, from expansion to expansion. I thought that mm. was an interesting thought. Just keep Thunder Fury. Yeah, you. I mean, it'd, it'd be a big old thing you had to do, right? But like, yeah, you could continue to like, or it just turns into a new, you know, it turns into Thunder Poner. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, like, <laughs> I feel like so many- you're reducing the like. I don't know. In my opinion, if you have something that upgrades, new people coming in are at a disadvantage at that point. Absolutely. Right? Like new people coming into Wrath don't want to go back and try to get glaives so that they can upgrade them in Wrath, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that, and that is. I think you have to think about that. Yes, you could just cut you, it off though. But then, yeah, then people would have it. There'd be no chance to get it. But exactly. Be, that like, would be kind of cool too, though. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Oh man, feeling like I have no chance to be the top parser if I don't have a badge of the Swarm Guard. <laughs> you know, yeah. I guess that is true. Like I was kind of thinking about like the. The uh, Tony the Tiger mount from Z from ZG. Like, cosmetic things are fine. Yeah, for the cosmetic most part. things. But something that's like performance wise, especially in the parse world, that that you're can't right. happen. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, I, I yeah, you, you had a good idea. You threw it out there. There's a good version of that. Thing there, right? There's a version of that that's not bad. Like, <laughs> hey man, you know, like I throw a lot of this stuff out. Sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it doesn't. And hey. I was definitely mind changed fast there. Yeah, and and the other thing on top of that was where you were like, hey, it could be like an upgrade path. I was like, God, as a designer, I would be like, I want to make a new tank weapon. And then the other designer's like, Thunder Fury exists, dude. And I'm like, it has to be better than Thunder Fury now if I make a new <laughs> weapon that I want to be like legendary for tanks. Or is this their their weapon right. throughout all of the game, no matter how many expansions, right? And that's how power creep happens is it's like every tank is using Thunder Fury and there's nothing better. They've been using it since classic. Once you get mm-hmm. to Wrath of the Lich King, somebody eventually goes, well, I want something better than that, right? I want them to have to like do a new thing. Like well, right. you got to make a something better than Thunder Fury, and, and Power <laughs> Creep continues. So yeah, it kind yeah, of yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels it just feels so sad for people that get these glaives late. You know, they're like, oh no, I only have two weeks left. You know, I, I don't know, but I guess you know 
I'm never going to get glaives, so it doesn't really, doesn't really matter for me. <laughs> hey, you, you already accepted it. It's all right. Not everybody gets glaives. You'll just, you'll use uh, paper cutters, BOE mm -hmm. blues when you hit 17. You'll be laughing at all the people who had glaives. <laughs> yep, and, but I'll never be able to be, you know, har harassed for losing, you know, in arena. You know, and nobody will ever be able to say, e imagine losing as a glaive rogue. <laughs> that is true. There is major glaive envy. I found that out immediately. I know People you talked about you it unprepared. If, you if you join a new team, like I had a, I had a new team and I like played like six games or something. And then somebody like whispers me, oh, we had 1200 with glaives. I'm like, bro, we're literally... We literally just made the team and we're playing like, all right, what the, what is going on? And then like you're, and then Twitch chat is the worst offenders of this because oh, yeah. if you're on a boss and you're, you're dealing damage, they're like, imagine, imagine not being top DPS and you're sitting there on Muru, not able to melee. It's like, imagine having glaives and not being top DPS. I'm like, okay, man, I get, I get it. I get it. Like we get it. You play Hunter. We get it. Okay. Like, <laughs> right. Oh man. It's good uh, stuff though. Chat, chat is uh, sometimes very fun, but sometimes very much so uh, trolling. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got people that are coming to mind. They're like, they, they, they love to like, they'll never say anything when I'm top DPS on a fight. Oh, yeah, they don't say shit when you're yep. top. They, they <laughs> then, don't say anything. They just lurk. And they're then, just like, <laughs> hmm, when, when, what, what did he do wrong there? What did he do wrong? What can I poke at? And they're like. <laughs> and we and we, and we've got this other lock of the guild who's definitely who's definitely better than me and like but every time he tops they'll be like man he's such a good lock that guy's such a good lock <laughs> and i'm like yes he is fucker i know he's a good lock leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always like that it's always like that it's <sighs> No, well, chat though, chat helps me a lot though. I, I've, I've a much smaller chat though. You know, like usually during that's, raid, that's I'm sometimes sitting, a like, very good thing. Sometimes yeah, a very good thing. Like fifteen <laughs> to twenty people during raid, and oftentimes they're they're like helping out. They're like, "Hey, did you know this? Did you know this? Hey, you know, like so." It's I've got a pretty I've got a pretty healthy chat, but I've got a few of my like you know resident trolls that just love to mess with me. <laughs> Of course. Oh man! All right. Well, resident. One of them's Mel on a different ID. Yeah. <laughs> and what the fuck, Bob? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. I just wanted to you know keep reminding everybody if you haven't played for a while. I know a lot of people listen to this pod to kind of keep connected while mm -hmm. they're you know waiting for Wrath or you know whatever. But just make sure you log into your server. And just check and make sure that you're not going to get closed down because if you don't transfer, tr transfer by August 9th, your characters are locked for two weeks and you can't play at all. And if that is when pre-patch hits, that would be scary. Most likely it would be two weeks after. So mm -hmm. you would be fine uh, to still play pre-patch. But just in case, just But you don't get to choose where you transfer if you don't do it initially, right? Yeah, they just follow you somewhere, do. I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh, if you do it initially by yourself, then yeah, you choose. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have you you, you, you have get choices. forced off, then no. they just put you somewhere. Yeah, they dump you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it's not an alliance going to White Main or a horde going to Benediction. 
You know. I, <laughs> I would assume that they would, would be, like, oh, they, no. they got to have some fun with it. You know, there's yeah. some, somebody <laughs> in there being like, ah, you didn't do it. You're going to white main. You're going to benediction. <laughs> well, now, now, I wonder, I, I do think that if you get forced off that they shouldn't make that count as your like server transfer and that you could pay to like go to a different That's one. Fair. I would hope. I would hope. Oh, I would the hope. cool down. Yeah. 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 I hope it doesn't cool trigger down. the cool down. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, would be the decent thing to do. Yeah, especially because they 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 just made that really great move of they're going to take away the restriction of going from PVE to PVP server, right? Mm. So all my friends who are trapped on the PVE servers can now come over, you know, finally. Well, <laughs> to the to the PVP PVE servers, right? Because yeah, yeah. pretty much all the PVP servers are basically PVE at this point. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, unless you're the on Firebar or Grub. Like oh, Grobulus would be glorious to be on right now. I like I'm here. There's huge daily battles at, huge, the, at the Isle of Quell Danas. Like like people get done with raid and they go and raid the whole island. And like that sounds so freaking fun. Like I'm just. What server are you on, Zyrene? Uh, I play on Fairlina Horde and Benediction Alliance, so I'm uh, I'm as normie as you can get with my server <laughs> selection. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, doesn't everybody play on Fairlina's Horde and <laughs> Benediction Alliance? Was it Rain Alliance? on Whitebane in Classic? I no, they were on um, Scarum, and then oh. when Scarum got Horde dominated, they moved off and they went to uh, Fairlina. Because um, huh, hmm. yeah, I thought we had we had a really good guild named Rain on our server, but. But maybe it was a different rain. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that is that. We're gonna move into Bobby. We need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic. Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? <laughs> All right, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> oh, like who, who did that? Who did that voice? Uh, it was a guy named Bradshaw that was in our guild. He used to do it uh, all the time during raid, and mm -hmm. I was just like, "Dude, could you do a bumper for for me?" And then uh, we had had like this whole horrible conversation about the WoW token, and got mm -hmm. ripped on Reddit about it early on in the podcast. And so Yip or our other third third host uh, came up with the like, hey, like let's have him talk about the WoW token. So yeah, he did that that for us, and we've been using it ever since. Love it. All right, so this is where we get to know Zyrene. All right, man. So first off, you know I don't even think we mentioned this at the top of the show, but you've had an interesting career so far from. Uh, 2014 to 2019, you were an an an, an analyst and a color caster mm -hmm. for Riot in League of Legends. Yep. Like, how did you get into that? Because everybody asks, like, how to get into those types of jobs. I'm sure it's even harder now. But like, how did you get into it? Um, the way I got into it is I was a really driven college student, and I was good at video games. Like, I had originally played a regular World of Warcraft in vicious cycle and then i meant to uh you know play tbc then i was like i'm playing too much video games i gotta quit and my little brother came up to me and he was like oh you should play this game it's called league of legends and i was like any game called lol has to be bad and here i am <laughs> playing wow uh so i i then went to uh 
to college and then got my AA and transferred to uh, UC. And at the UC, I was like, I'm a transfer student. I don't have a lot of friends, but you know, I, I'm good at League of Legends. So Wait, I joined UC. the League of Legends club that had popped up. UCI. I went to Irvine. Okay. So, so you were in California, which probably helps. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so I went to UCI and they had a League of Legends club and uh, at the club, they had a tournament sign up and uh, this was around the time where uh, Worlds was just happening. I think it was season two Worlds, maybe. Uh, I think it was season two or season three Worlds. Um, they had uh, they, they had casters and I was like, oh, casting seems like a really interesting thing. And so I played in the League of Legends tournament and I won the first season of it. And then the second season of it, I was like, I'm playing too much. I'm just going to back <laughs> off. I'm going to stop. Why did we and do then, that back in the day? I did the I same things. I, I was like, I'm just going to focus on my studies, you know. And then I tuned into like one of the UCI like Twitch channels where they were like streaming the tournament a little bit. And my mid laner from the previous tournament was casting. And I was like, oh, and he seemed to be struggling a bit. And I was like, here, let, 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 let me help. Let me like try out. Right. Um, and so I just went in there and just winged it, just talked about what I knew, champion interactions, et cetera. And the president of the club was like, hey, we want you to cast every game. And I was like, that was a lot of fun. And like a lot of people are like praising me for it. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And so I spent way more time casting the tournament than if I had played in it. So <laughs> when I wanted to like spend more time on studies, it didn't exactly work out the way I thought it was going to work out. <laughs> so it's like one of the things where I, I, I would have had to only play like once a week if I was in the tournament. Now I'm casting like every single game. Um, and so that gave me a lot of reps and I felt like uh, it was really fun and there was a lot of positive feedback on it. And so I went from there and that's where the ladder like really started for me, where I was just casting games randomly at my college. Then I joined this thing that was called like the College of Casting, where it was you can cast other colleges games and they're they need casters for their clubs. So I started doing that. Uh, I became like the West Coast admin. I then had people like recommend me to other people for like Ivy Lol, which was just like a League of Legends collegiate tournament. Um, and then. Uh, like a uh, collegiate star league, which I think did Starcraft originally was doing league of Legends stuff. And they reached out to me. And so I started just doing more and more. And, um, they had an opening for a caster for a color commentator in the LCS. And I was sitting there, I kind of wrote myself off. I was like, no, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not going to apply to it. Go ahead. Uh, just, just for anybody who doesn't know what a color caster is. A color oh, yeah. I mean, here, I'll, I'll let you ex explain it. Okay. Um, so in a typical caster duo, there is a play-by-play -play and there is a color commentator, which is the more analytical one. And the play-by-play -play is the one who's talking about what. They're the what is happening. And the color commentator is the how and the why. This is how I actually teach these concepts. Um, and for the play-by-play, they're saying things that are more or less obvious, but they are painting the picture. They're the what's happening. They're the guys at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the touchdown for this guy, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and then the guys that can talk fast too. You yeah, know? they're the ones who have to enunciate. They're the ones who have to have really, like mostly, I would say like more appealing voices, not always, but you know, a lot of the times it, it helps out, it helps <laughs> out. Uh, so you have to be able to paint pictures with your words and when it comes to the analytical commentator, you have to have the expertise. You don't necessarily have to be an expert in the game to do the play by play. But for color commentating, you do need some sort of uh, like rapport or credibility, I guess is the word I'll use. Credibility mm -hmm. 
from the audience, whether you're a former player or you're a high level player, or you've just been doing analytical commentary for a long time. So after the person says, like he's at the, first, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10 touchdown, that's where the other guy comes in and goes, that was a great drive there. What he saw was this around the side. That's the analytical commentator talking about what happened to make it exactly go down the way it did. And the way, like the reason he saw that play was because of this. They're the ones who usually handle replays a lot of the time. Um, uh, and- I love how you brought it back to football, because if you didn't <laughs> do that, I was going to exactly yeah. point out football as an example mm-hmm. at the end. Sorry, but that was exactly. Awesome. No, it, it, we take a lot of keys, uh, like kind of cues from football, from basketball, from sports commentary in general, because it's it was kind of a new craft in the last 20, 30 years for esports. Um, so it, it's still very, very new. Uh, and people are trying to figure out how to do it their way. So a lot of times we just take from you know, what works. <laughs> so, right. um, but yeah, so like I said, Normally, I'm the one who has to know interactions, why this happened. Uh, when a team fight goes down, I'm like trying to direct people's eyes towards what to look at in the replay. So somebody might be highlighting a key player on during the fight as the play by play. And then I'm like, and that guy had this set up by number 26. When we get that replay up, just watch this guy here. Right. You might have been looking somewhere else the entire time, but I want to show you what made this happen. You have to pick like one thing a lot of the times. I could go on for hours about uh, commentary because I actually, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I did a lot of free coaching for a lot of different commentators. I think I eventually had like 29 students overall and many of them became professional commentators. Captain Flowers, I worked with Fish, I worked with, oh God, I worked with Froskurin, Pyrotechnics. Um, there's some of the Medic, Vedius. I actually pulled, if people know from like uh, League of Legends, I pulled Vedius from another game he was casting vainglory and i was like well the concepts of being a commentator are the same across genre right mm-hmm. there's just some subtle differences like if you're doing csgo there's a lot of tension because it's a it's a round based game if somebody's left alone against four people you don't have that same thing in league of legends where it's a 5v5 right. game you don't have this thing where you're trying to build tension as a play-by-play going like one guy left what's he gonna do <laughs> rounds the corner not there he's planting Right. And then you just like build up, build up until bam, there's the, there's the moment. Right. So you can do a lot of different things in different video games and you really have to play to your genre, but the concepts are kind of overarching. So yeah, that's what a color commentator awesome. is, is you are the smart guy on the cast. You're the one <laughs> who helps out with the other dude in terms of adding knowledge. You kind of set the stage for what can happen or should happen. And then expectations can be met or subverted. So. How hard is it to change partners? It's not that difficult, especially because of the way that Riot did things. Um, Riot, very much so as a company, was against caster duos, um, which was something that I always kind of like was like, ah, I don't know. I love duos. Tasteless Artosis, Monty and Doa. I was like, duos are, are sick, Doa. right? I was like, <laughs> duos are fucking sick. Like, this is great. Um, and you get to have rapport with somebody and you get to have what? Like way more conversations, inside jokes, kind of uh, uh, something that like the audience could be like, oh, I love it when they do this. Because like when I started my career, I was casting mostly with Freak. So it was Freak and Zyrene on the Challenger series. And that was uh, that was something that people were like, oh, I love that duo. I love it when they, you know, go off on tangents or do this or that. And Riot, obviously, as a company would be against uh, duos because of combined bargaining power for the most part. Right. Like that. That's a bad thing for companies, first and foremost. (laughs) They also. 
They also want you to be a more rounded caster for when they do international events. They like to mix people up. I'm casting with somebody from EU I've never cast with before, right? And it's supposed to be an international game that feels good. Um, or uh, like it's a game where it's NA versus EU and we have one of each caster on the cast because they're going to do tri casts and stuff. They're trying to make it so uh, you are more flexible as a caster. So uh, I've been prepared for that for the most part. Um, you, and when you know your own style and uh, your, your hand signals and you kind of have a meeting beforehand, you can pretty much talk to each other about what to expect. Like, hey, I don't do a, draw, a lot of the driving on the cast. I do a lot of just adding, right? Um, or I'm somebody who likes to just set the pace of the cast or where we're going, right? So people will figure well, out their like own style. It like you were going to set up for that. I feel like if mm -hmm. you started in just a single duo and were like, Absolutely. that's how you became good at your craft learn i feel habits. like it'd be a lot harder yes you'll absolutely learn uh you'll learn you'll learn bad habits that you will continue to have and will define your style um <clears throat> when you transfer to like other partners and stuff too so mm -hmm. i i think it's like both a good and bad thing that you know riot liked or didn't like duos but yeah it's, it's not that difficult to change partners there and it's actually you can learn a lot from everybody you cast with because people cast very uh very differently no two casts are ever the same so, but uh to, to finish what i was saying about my journey it was like there was an application i kind of like wrote myself off right i just said i'm not going to do it i'm not going to like sign up for it um and eventually i just went you know what i have everything to gain and nothing to lose from this right like all i have to do is just send it in and if they say yes, then I become a commentator. If they say no, I'm exactly where I am right now when I haven't applied. So you can't right. win unless you play. So I was like, why not? What's going to happen? I send in a resume and I get embarrassed by it. Like that's not <laughs> something that I would have felt. So uh, rejection wasn't like a big thing when I had like finally got the courage to to apply. Um, and then I think I got offered like my first paid gig um, a few weeks before that, which was like the. Uh, it was the promotion qualifiers for, uh, oh God, it was a uh, Gamescom, I think Gamescom and uh, nice, nice. there was an, and, and PAX, PAX was the other one. So I was casting uh, pretty much around the clock because I was doing an EU tournament and an NA tournament on the weekend. So it was literally like oh, cast wow. in the morning, then uh, take like a four hour nap in the afternoon, then cast at like 3 p.m. Uh, all the way until night and then wake up again in the morning and then cast until it was uh, like one. And EU was done, and oh then God. 3 p.m. So you were doing yeah, all just, these castings yeah. remotely, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no in-person. I didn't do an in-person cast until uh, I was at Riot. Okay. Well, actually, that's not true. I think one of my first UCI casts was an in-person one, but basically knew nothing about casting, and they just wanted us <laughs> in like the studio for the most part. Okay. But yeah. So that, that's how it went down, and um, probably the biggest thing is uh, I left UCI in my last quarter, um, we're at a 4.0 in cognitive psychology and I was, I definitely wanted to take like the path towards PhD, but I decided to leave to go become a commentator after they had said yes. Um, uh, actually, actually I'll back it up a little bit. Um, uh, I had left the school a year before I became a commentator because I wanted to focus on my YouTube channel. And my mom said, just promise me you'll go back in a year if you don't make it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, that's fine. So I took. I, hey, that's you know, fair from uh, a mom accepting mm -hmm. it. But I say. That's I actually overly fair compared to like mm -hmm. what many parents would do. 
Yeah, my mom's a philosophy professor, so she's uh, mm. you know, she she very much so loves her kids and wants them to you know do what makes them happy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had done that and taken a break, and so uh, so I ended up not going back in my last quarter and finishing my degree. And I thought it was mostly because I wanted to get in immediately on the job opportunity because I felt like as a commentator, as a face of like an esport. If you aren't one of the people towards the beginning, it's really hard to establish yourself. Audiences do not like new people. They don't like new people. They're going to criticize everything about them. They don't like when you're bad. They don't like when you're good either. Like they just don't like change. So if you replace somebody, they just don't like it. I think I was originally hired to replace somebody in EU, but there ended up being an opening in NA. So uh, they, after I was like trained and stuff, they, or I guess ready, um, training is like a loose word. I kind of just mm-hmm. you know, did my thing until they thought I was good enough. Um, yeah, in, until then. So yeah it, yeah, is, yeah, it is funny though. Cause you get used to it, like a certain way of commentary. And even if mm-hmm. something's better, but it's different, it's not what like, you had, you know, you're it's like, not nope, what you that's had. not it. That's not what we want. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's too hyped for me. He's too hyped yeah. for me. Right. Too hype for me. Yep. hundred percent. Oh God. And there's so much to it. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an art. So a lot of people like different art for different reasons. And sure. when it comes to like that, that's why I jumped in and said, you know what, I'm not going to finish my degree. I know that that really sucks and all that, but if I don't go in now and I delay it, somebody else might get that job offer instead. And then they're in that spot and they're building rapport. And even if they're bad, yeah it will take a long time for them to be pulled off camera because uh, they've already given people chances to like establish themselves. Cause even if somebody is bad or like people say like they're cringe or something like that, eventually if they own their cringe, they just become the cringe guy. Right. Right. So keep pulling somebody off camera. It, they usually don't like to do that in esports. It's very uh, upsetting to audiences. There's Reddit threads about where'd this guy go? Where'd that guy go? Why isn't this guy getting more time, et cetera. So no. yeah, for sure. Yep. But then, yeah, that's how it started is it was just, there was an opening. This was a uh, 2014. So, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, that, to think it was only ever, uh, eight years ago, but. Did you ever consider going back or did you go back to get, to finish your degree? I've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about it initially when I had uh, left Riot, I was like, you know what? I'm 29. I should probably go finish it. But what am I going to do with it? Cause Cognitive psychology, like I have work experience, the things that people want me to do, like uh, are performance oriented. Um, If I get my psychology degree, what does that really do for me? Like saying that I worked for Riot Games for five years on a resume is way more powerful than any degree ever could be for any of the things I want to do. And I I was just like, yeah, if I get my if I finish my bachelor's, I can I can like host Alcoholics Anonymous. Like, there's not much you can do with a psych degree. Like, legitimately, you well, gotta. There's like, not. Like, I got my degree in yeah. psych. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, yeah. I can host Alcoholics Anonymous with like a, a bachelor's. If I go for masters, then I can do like marriage and family therapy and actually like be a therapist. But there's so many things that go into that, like board certification, like all this other stuff. I yeah. want to have my own practice in PhD. It's just a whole nother thing. So I was like, I'm gonna be 40 before I actually get to use any of the stuff that I learn. Um, yep. and yeah. affect people's lives. Yeah, I so. had like, I had a crisis of mind when I was my senior year in college and I was like, wait a minute, I can't do anything with this mm-hmm. unless I get my PhD. And I was like, yep. I don't think I want to get my PhD after four mm-hmm. years of college. I'm like, I'm done. Like what's happening. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, I, it was it was rough. So everybody going into college that says I'm a psych major, just know <laughs> at that yeah. third yeah, and fourth so, year. Yeah, but, but like Mel went on to get her master's in applied uh, behavioral yeah, studies. Yeah, behavior science. Yeah, and then damn. she is she got board certified for uh, ABA. I forget what it's called, but yeah. So it, it, it's yeah, it's definitely a whole deal and. But it, it is early. a crisis in college because psychology sounds very interesting and it is yes. a wonderful field, but you have to have a very high education to be able to implement what you think you're going to when you get your degree. Which to some degree I think is fair because you're going to be affecting yeah. other human beings. So you better be fucking educated before you mess up somebody's <laughs> yeah. life. You know, it's, right? there, there are a lot of bad psychologists out there for some reason. And it's there like, is. Uh, God. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of bad people out there with their PhD and their masters oh, yeah. and all of that. And, you know, you just have to shop around and mm -hmm. find the person you want. And there's no it's hard to quality control. College, oh, yeah. I feel like, you know. So. So, you know, you you know, you started working for Riot and then sorry. And then at this mm -hmm. point, like you're starting to get 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 famous. Right. I mean. Like, if you look at your Twitter, you have 91,000 followers, you know, like that's, uh, that's something. 91,000 friends? Yeah, most WoW classic, you know, content creators have no idea what that would even be like. But mm. but what was it like working for Riot and being in the, the public eye and just being like an actual, uh, you know, public. Uh, public celebrity. Yeah, public figure, celebrity. I feel like I was incredibly immature and <laughs> not prepared for something like that. Like, like anybody I actually, would be, I actually right? firmly believe like the biggest thing I take from being a public figure is it's not something for me. Like I don't really <laughs> like the attention. I like to argue with people and like help them like understand like things better. It's like I, the reason I got into commentary was because I like teaching. I like watching people succeed with the things that I give them or the information I give them. Um, so like, when it came to commentary, I was like, I guess this is like the best way for me to teach. Like my YouTube channel is all guides. Um, it's not really commentary ever. Um, so I think like one of the biggest things, like this is probably a little like, you know, dark or whatever, is that I definitely being somebody who I think was like socially awkward. I was homeschooled for high school, uh, college. I'm, you know, not really that social or anything like that. I think having a lot of attention from women was something I was not ready for at all. And I, I like I fucked up a lot of my relationships towards the beginning because I was just like, I don't know what to do with all this attention. Something like when my girlfriend would get mad at me or my ex, you know, when she would get mad at me, she would yell at me. And then I would be like, you know what? I don't have to put up with this. I could just talk to somebody else who likes me. And it was really <laughs> weird where I was just like, you know, I'd be like, oh, my girlfriend's mad at me again. People would be like, oh, no, it's OK. It's OK. Like sometimes, you know, you really do. Uh have to like figure out how to be a mature individual. And I think I was thrust into the spotlight and I was not ready for that type of thing. I didn't think that would come with the, uh, the territory, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I know, think a people lot were of... like, Oh, incel stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think I had had like two or three girlfriends before I was 24. And that's when I got hired. And I was just like being like, you know, the guy who plays video games all the time and then being famous after that. That's like, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, I'm not responsible like, enough to, to operate these types of things. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. So, I feel yeah, like I, so many people, and I see it in a lot of other famous. Uh, content creators too now, people who get famous and stuff. I'm like, they're not mature enough for 
for this type of responsibility or for people looking up to them. Right. That was another thing. True. People saying like, oh, I look up to you. I'm like, you were making a bad decision, my friend. Like, <laughs> You're like catch me in a couple of years. It yeah. might be a better uh, role model for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let me make some mistakes first. I've been doing this very long. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was something that I learned. I was just like, oh, well, and like, yeah. I'll, like, a, like a lot of people don't realize, like, it seems so many people want to be famous, but they only see, the, you know, and it's getting a little better now. People are a little bit more conscious of it, but they only see the glamour of it. They don't see the bad side of it. Like I, I worked for weed road productions on the Warner brothers lot for a year when I was in my, my twenties, I met so many huge actors and lots of them hated being famous. Like they absolutely hated it. And it's so funny to watch them. Because early on, they love it. Yeah. And then it becomes old really fast for them, it seems. You know, like, and yeah, it's just like, I think there's like a, like, I I love the amount of fame that I have with the podcast. Like, I get like a few, a few tells in game a day that say, I, I love what you do. You know, like, it's great. But like, I don't have to worry about anything else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but, you know, casting Lowell, like, that's a, that's a big thing. And so like you're in the spotlight quite a bit. You're public property at that point. Um, there's going to be Reddit threads about you. You have a bad day. People are going to tear you a new one. You didn't ask for feedback, but you're going to get it. Like mm-hmm. people are going to tweet you. People are going to be all over. And uh, one of the things that I eventually learned, cause I used to just sit there and like respond to people who like were upset and be like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like, you know, X, Y, and Z or explain why things had gone the way they did so that people could better understand. Um, I just learned that you can't really believe people when they say you're good because then you have to believe them if they say you're bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just need to listen to only the people who are giving you true feedback or your friends or people in the craft. Um, uh, I think uh, a a great man once told me when I was going through Reddit comments and finding the negative ones and replying to them, uh, he said, uh, why are you doing that? And I was like, because I'm looking for, you know, the the comment that, you know, maybe there's one good one in here that like somebody's actually giving because people are saying, oh, you're shit, you're shit. Somebody might be like, I don't like how he does this or that. Maybe there's like right. some some gold there. And he's like, you wouldn't jump into a lake of shit for a candy bar at the bottom. So why would you do that with Reddit? I was like, uh, and I'm still he is kind of right. He is kinda, that's good. <laughs> I like it. Why would I why would I subject myself to all of the negative stuff just to try and find the one constructive thing in there? It's not worth my my mental. At that well, point. Yeah. That's something I'm learning, like, cause like the, the, like we're, we're huge on audio, like huge, mm-hmm. right? Like we're at the top 200, uh, gaming podcasts across all of iTunes and Spotify weekly. Right. Nice. And we get so much love there, but like, we're starting to grow on YouTube. All oh, the YouTube comments. Yeah. A little bit. And, like there'll be comments like once again, Bob interrupts with like, you know, a stupid thing and just ruins the whole thing and i'd like and, and i'll reply and i'm like hey can you give me the time stamp so i can see what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. so i can maybe improve and nobody they ever gonna go, answers they, me. they ain't gonna do that they ain't gonna do that shower yeah, you and if sucks. they are it's gonna be a big argument back and forth and you're just like oh well, like, that wasn't really stupid it's like you're saying no stupid to me like yeah yeah like but how I, helpful is it I, it's not I would love to see, you know, like I like I don't care if you don't like me. Like I've got thick, thick skin. I grew up with a stutter. Like 
you know, you can make fun of me as much as you want. I just want to get better for yeah. you know, because I enjoyed doing it. But like nobody ever really for answers. They just talk shit and then you Nobody's come out on their feedback. Right? Yeah, you come that at was... them with like, hey, well, what can I do different? And they're like, so I'm, Listen, I'm learning that too now dealing with YouTube comments. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we talked about like, I have a master's in behavior analysis, right? Mm-hmm. Like this behavior <laughs> is very much just attention seeking behavior, right? Like they, they just want to comment and vent and do Nobody's whatever they commenting want. to genuinely make you better. Exactly. And that's the point, right? Like if they wanted to comment and genuinely make you better, they would send you an email and they would say, mm-hmm. Hey, I love the podcast, but X, Y, and Z, here's some things that I think you could do better. And great. We would listen to that a hundred percent, but I'm not going to go through trolling the Reddit and the, you know, YouTube comments because they don't mean as much to me. Sure. You can tell me that I laugh too much or that I am, you know, like too positive or focus too much on the money and like, whatever, like, that's fine. That's your opinion go for it but oh yeah to it, give zyre zyreen a little bit of con- a little bit of context anytime we're talking about blizzard and why they're doing things mel is the money lady she's like well you have to think of it from a business standpoint so she's always the money lady. person mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not the money lady i'm the realistic lady i'm like they're a business they all right money are- lady doing this <laughs> right <laughs> somebody's got to tell them right like no business like everybody wants this ideal business that's just focused on player satisfaction and guess what that's just not a reality in our society right they have to make money to pay their staff to do the things that we want them to do and if we want them to do those things they have to make money and i'm sorry that you disagree with x y or z comment but it is I, the reality yeah, of the situation. And we love it on the show because you're actually a VP at a company and you actually know what it takes to run a company, which is yeah, awesome for the podcast. Yeah, money sucks. And I hate money. <laughs> but guess what? It is what fuels the fire, right? Like yep. I provide therapy to children and we can't provide therapy if we don't make money. And yep. as much as I want to say it's all about the quality of therapy to children, it is. 100%, but I can only provide that quality if I make the money. Yep. So there's this balance, right? We can't spend a million dollars making renovations to a center if we don't have that coming back in. So uh, just, to, just to bring it back, what was it like, you know, like now you're casting live, you're going to different events. Like, I assume you probably went overseas a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. do you have any- a lot of travel. Like, do you want to tell us what was like what that wild ride was like? And maybe do you have any fun stories to share before we move on to wow? Oh wow. Um yeah. Nothing it was, ever happened, right? It was, it was all just very- <laughs> it was all really boring. <laughs> uh, it it was a lot of fun. There was like uh there were times where we would go to Germany because that's where the like ALCS or the EU LCS or LEC studio is. Um I remember being in Berlin for Worlds at one point, uh Spain. Oh God, there's always these like Such behind cool the scenes stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's one time where uh, I think we were in Spain and uh, me and another commentator both matched with the same girl on Tinder. Um, <laughs> that was a, that was a fun breakfast where it's like, Oh, I matched with this girl on Tinder. And he's like, Oh yeah, really me too. And I was like, yeah, she's, blah, blah, blah. and then he's like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Oh, that, good Lord. 
so yeah there was a there was a lot of traveling um i think at one point i actually uh there was a time i didn't go to i think it was mid-season invitational in uh brazil and it was because uh i have a i have a chronic illness i have a i have ulcerative colitis so i can't get the yellow fever vaccine because it's a it's a live vaccine so vaccines are normally like weakened versions of whatever virus right and they inject it into you and your body goes like hey what did what is this shit like pulls apart the dead virus and goes okay well let's figure out how to like fight this type of thing so the live virus uh the live uh sort of weakened version of it is what's injected into you for like the yellow fever vaccine so i couldn't have that so i actually couldn't go there because there was like a malaria outbreak or something um, and so they just like required different vaccinations to come to, uh, to Brazil. So yeah, there's, there's times like that, that, um, that, uh, you know, things don't always go perfectly. People get sick on the road. Some people are like, and there's times people have gone and they just stay in their hotel the whole time because they've just been sick. Right. Um, and I think probably like one of the, one of the weirdest stories that I have is when I went to Madison square garden for TSM versus uh, CLG and we were up on the catwalk. We're keeping kind of the commentators away from everybody else. Everybody's down below in the stadium. Uh, the games are finally over after hard days work. We have to change out of our suits. So we're changing out of our suits and we're up on the catwalk. There's like security and all that. And randomly this, this really skinny guy comes up, looks like really frail, definitely a league of legends player, definitely a fan walks up <laughs> While we are all in our underwear, oh God. I don't know how he got up there. Selfie tag. Like freak, freak has like one leg in his pants. Like he, he's just, he, he's like, Kobe's got his shirt off and he just walks up and he's like, I'm a big fan. Can, can I get an autograph? And then our caster, like everybody just slowly looks at our caster manager, just like, like what's happening Kim, right now? Kim, what the fuck is this? And she's like, uh, let's go for a walk <laughs> wow <laughs> so she she like grabs him and she's just like here we're, oh you know they're, they're changing right now really inappropriate like walks him out yeah right? maybe in a few minutes like yeah, maybe hey, in a few but all minutes, power like, to him right it's like, like how did that was get up dedication <laughs> she comes back she's like how do you get up here we have like security like at the front entrance and stuff how do like how do you get there's an elevator so too Apparently he like jumped over the side or something uh to get up there jump from like one of the stairs or the, the oh, chairs God. or something um and so I was walking back afterwards. This is like maybe like 30 minutes later, walking back afterwards on the street towards the hotel. And then this guy runs up and it's the same dude. Same guy. <laughs> yeah, same dude. And he's like, he's like, sorry about what happened back there. Can, you, can I get your autograph? And I'm like, yeah, man. Oh, God. He, apparently he like waited around or like something. But he found <laughs> us. I don't know how tenacious. he found us, but he found us. Yeah, he was tenacious. He found us. And so, you know, we... We sign it for him. And then I don't remember which person it was, but they were kind of like, not going to sign that. That was really uncomfortable. I'd rather forget about it type thing. They were like, uh, they, they just like, there's, keep oh, I'm God. just going to keep moving, keep moving. So you know, we, we, you know, close out the day and we, we have a good time. Um, <laughs> God, there was a, there was That's a time great. where one of the players, oh my God, we, it was an after party and a fan came up to one of the players, these blasted drunk, the player had like just won and he just he goes darshan i don't care what anyone else says i don't think you're fucking shit he's like thanks <laughs> thank you i don't yeah. think you're bad <laughs> 
Oh my god! It's like, it's like people it's are saying that. It's a compliment that's so insulting at I, the same I don't care time. What else. Like, this podcast what? doesn't suck. And like it's yeah, like, like <laughs> okay. come on. Zareen, <clears throat> I had a similar thing happen to me. We went to the Dallas Fuel Home uh, Homestead season two in uh, uh, I forget Dallas. Yeah, Dallas? It it was outside of Dallas though. Like but, no, it okay. was in Dallas. Okay, well we we um, went there. Uh, Mel and I had uh, custom jerseys made. She had Outlaws. I had Dallas Fuel. Mine said, uh, mine said Blazing Bob on the back. So I'm in the bathroom at the event, and this drunk guy is like, Blazing Bob, the podcast guy, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, you're not as fat as I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> no. And all I thought he, no. immediately was like, not as fat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. But, yeah, not as funny. fat. Right? <laughs> I haven't thought about that for uh, a long time. It's not like, you're not fat like I thought you would be, but you're not as fat. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's really uh, hone in on it's, that. It's the comp assault. You're just like, <laughs> I want to take the compliment, but I got to take the insult with it. Like, yeah. Why did you just combine I'd like rather that? you not say anything, to oh, be honest. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's a follow-up to the, the Madison Square Garden story, though, is that uh, oh. Oh. about three years later, um, I'm just minding my own business at home, playing a ranked game, getting a lobby. <laughs> and a guy goes, Zyrene, Zyrene, Zyrene. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And he goes, real Zyrene? And I'm like, yeah, it's the real Zyrene. And he's like, I met you once. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, I honestly, when right. people tell me they've met me, I almost can never remember what their name was or shitty. anything like that. I feel shitty. Like yeah. even if I had the best memory, there's just so many people that you meet and they do so many different things that somebody be like, Oh, I'm the guy who did this. And I'm like, I still don't remember that man. Like oh, the, the guy who bought you a drink at a bar. Fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> sorry, man. Thank you. Like, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. But this guy goes, he goes, eh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, so like, well, I hope it was a good interaction. And he's like, no, it wasn't that great for you for the most part. And I was like, Oh, and he goes, I'm the guy who ran up at Madison Square Garden. I'm like, <laughs> the guy who ran up while we were changing? He's like, it's me. <laughs> like, see, He's like, you were me. His behavior worked. He He's made like, an you impression. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> you remembered. Mezzanine guy, remember? Note like, to self, anybody um, that wants to stay in Zyrene's memory, you just have to catch him while he's changing. Yep. Okay, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that that was the the most surreal part of it. Was just <laughs> uh, he just took me back to that moment. I was like, God, how? I asked him, I'm like, how did you get up there? And he's like, I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He, that he was hilarious. shaking though. It's actually so adorable. Some people, when you meet them, they're actually like shaking. And I was like, Damn, this is like you know, you put your hand over them for the photo or something. And they're just like like shaking like violently right. and i'm like oh god okay <laughs> just be as nice as possible well so. yeah well i mean honestly like i've been on the shaking side of it before i mean uh i don't think i've ever told this story on the podcast oh. but like i talked about how i'd worked at weed road productions we are the mm -hmm. warner brothers lot worked with a lot of different cele uh, celebrities but i'm getting lunch because i you know i was the you know gopher guy like go oh for this God. go for that oh uh, mel mm. knows exactly this, 
where I'm going, but I'm getting, so the cafeteria at Warner Brothers isn't really a cafeteria. It's like fine dining, all kinds of different things, like pizza that they cook in the huge, uh, like, you know, where they have the big thing and they get the, like, like brick. Uh, oven, stove. Yeah, oven. oven where they cook everything. Like, I mean, even the tuna salad looks like it was, like, gourmet but i'm standing in line for the mexican stuff right and uh and i've got my orders from everybody at the office and i'm looking over and i see this girl right but like i see her calves <laughs> this, is, this sounds weird but like i'm just like I'm like huh it's very toned it's like oh that's a nice red dress and i'm just kind of like moving my eyes are like moving up right and then I get up to her face and she's looking right at me. Like, how long? Like, did she see me just like like looking at her this whole time? She's looking right at me. And I was like, oh, she's really pretty. Oh, that's Jennifer Aniston. That's Jennifer Aniston. I like turned my head immediately, freaked out, was like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job. I'm gonna get kicked off the line. Cause like if you mess with a huge celebrity, like you're 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 out of there. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, I just stared at jennifer aniston and she saw me do it this is horrible so i stood in line about five more people go by i go put my order in i'm standing there i'm trying not to look at anything but the the menu on the uh mexican stuff right i i i i i, I get my order I'm standing there getting everybody because everybody has there was like seven different types of salsa. So I'm getting all these different salsa that everybody wanted. I've got a list. And all of a sudden I get hip checked. But it was more like it hit like the bottom of my leg, like because their hips was a lot like shorter than mine. Get hip checked. And it's I look over to the left and it's Jennifer Aniston. And she goes, are you just going to hog the entire salsa bar? And she like. Kind of like puckers, and I was and like, you think you're gonna be cool at that point, right? I was like, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I grabbed my bag, I left the salsa, and I just jetted, like just took off, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I get back to the office, and I'm, I'm like, here's. They're like, where's the salsa? I was like, oh. Oh, I forgot the salsa. And so I'm, I'm like, just Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston has your salsa. I'm like, <laughs> just been like Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. I'm, I'm like walking back. I'm like, oh my god, I hope she's still not there. Like, I like, but like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know if she was flirting with me or if she was just messing with me because she saw how like freaked out I got when like I was looking uh -huh. at her. But like, it's also a weird thing to think about. I was currently working on the movie. Uh, uh, with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, uh, the uh, one where they were assassins. Oh my God, why am Mr. I? Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yes, yes. And so that, like, Weed Road was producing that, 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 that movie. And I, you know, thought about it later, like a year later, and I was like, dude, that's when they were breaking up. Was Jennifer Aniston hitting on me? And I missed this. <laughs> like, it was, it, but it's. Missed but I was like literally to, shaking. You had to marry Mel. <laughs> well, we were not a, together at this. No, point. Oh yeah, no, yeah. This was this was this was before He's we met. He's much older than me. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I just remember shaking like and not being able to say a word to her when she like was right next to me. I was like, and I just ran off. 
But yeah, yeah, so I've been on the other side. Sorry, that story was probably uncalled uncalled for on a WoW no, podcast. No, it's great. <laughs> Stuff like that is always funny. Well, let's talk about WoW. Because uh, we've we've talked about Riot a bunch. It, probably, it was a blast. I'm sure it was a good time. But let's talk about WoW. So let's talk about your 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 background in WoW. You gave a little bit of it at the start, but like... When did you start playing and how long did you play for? I started playing um, near the very beginning of uh, original WoW. Um, played all the way through vanilla, uh, cleared Nax and, with a Vicious Cycle. Um, you cleared Nax in vanilla? Yeah, yeah. Cleared? yeah vicious, wow. cycle, vicious Cycle actually Dude, had one of the world first uh, Thaddeus kills. We got four or five bosses down, but that, but that was it, man. Yeah. We were pro- we were progressing. Uh, Four Horsemen was extremely hard back then. Do, it's extremely hard. Do, um, do you remember what server you were on? I think I was originally on. Uh, I was originally rolling on Dark Iron, and then I think I moved to Frost Main. It was either Frost Main or, or Kill Jaden. It was one of those two. Okay, but I started, started off on, on Dark Iron and then transferred. We started on Burning Legion, but then I think we transferred to Mugthal. It's so hard to remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah, all I remember is I was uh, in BG9 for uh, I'm pretty for f- PP stuff. See, I'm pretty sure we were too, but I'm just, I can't, like, because we transferred, like, halfway through. Like, I just don't remember. I know Burning Legion, I think, was in BG9, but, yeah, it's, it's, it all kind of runs to, to, together. There wasn't yeah. a lot of guilds that downed next though no, there was not oh no Vanilla. no it was, it was like not. less than one percent of the population it's very very hard it was very hard it was so. nuts and we were at that point to where our guild had done like on our on our server we had done uh like nef you know like second on the server like i mean we we were good but like we just kept having people leave and then you get mm-hmm. new people in. You have to rerun Molten Core the entire time. This is back in the days when you're raiding five days a week, six mm-hmm. to nine hours. I was going to ask know? you, like, so we raided like five days a week, like multiple hours a day. Like, was that the same for you guys? Yeah, it was. It was like that. We would just uh, to clear see, like this is one so cool because content, right? Like you raid yep. seven days a week now, but you have seven characters yeah. you raid with. Back then, like, I it only was had like one two, character. So. Yeah. yeah. Was, What's crazy yeah. is most of the guests we have on, like we actually did more in vanilla than they did. Like this is actually rare. I don't think we've ever had anybody on that cleared mm-hmm. Nax in original. That is freaking nuts. Yeah. It's really it, it was really hard and like people didn't get world buffs and stuff back then. So I played no, a rogue didn't and at warrior. All. So. Yeah, we never yeah. got them. Like you wiped way too much to get world buffs. Oh yeah. Then. Oh yeah. God. And I, I remember why the guild eventually fell apart was uh we had a, a tank leave. And so we were like, we have to gear up another person, like teach them fights. Four horsemen's just a disaster the next week. You can't clear it. You're just like, we're hitting a wall. And so they're basically like, it's time to disband, it's time to go mm. go next, wait Ooh. until uh expansion. And I assume Four Horsemen was rough because, I mean, I don't know if your experience was different, but like Warrior DPS was not was not there really. Like it was not prevalent. Fury was a joke for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Like Uh I mean, people didn't realize they needed to start in, you know, leather. Like there were so many 
people tried to do warrior DPS in the wrong gear. Like we, mm-hmm. we just didn't know. I mean, I'm like, in world buffs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah. So I can imagine four horse being just a night, just a nightmare. If you don't have like a plethora of warriors. Yep. Because you brought warriors mostly for tanking. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to figure out how to do the fight with, only a certain amount of warriors that are geared for tanking. And then the other ones are like rotational and you have to like, you know, uh, tell one person that they're moving off a horse and grab it from. So you only had like six people or something. Some strategies required like eight. And you were like, how many warriors are we going to have that are geared to do this? And it was, it was really, really rough. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Different things. Like everybody wasn't an engineer. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like there Mm -hmm. was so many different, this is so cool to have somebody that actually lived through it. Like us. This is awesome. Dude. I, I remember uh, everybody was playing uh, Mortal Strike. They had Arcanite Reaper. Yeah. You're playing that in Molten Core. Um, and I, I was like, what about Fury? Like, I always wanted to try Fury back and forth. There were a few things bad about Fury. Fury, um, the 31st talent point wasn't Bloodthirst until BWL, I think. Until it later, was yep. once It was once you kill something, your next ability does 100% damage. So you would do Slam. Right, you'd kill something and then you would slam. That was the it was Fury was the leveling spec, um, well, and then that's was, basically all there was to it. Yeah, gear was way was way different too. Like, I mean, everybody talks about the Corehound belt, but that wasn't mm-hmm. in the game until later. Like, you know, like these onslaught girdle was not. Yeah, onslaught girdle. That's that, that that's the one I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's also, just like like there were so many differences. And like, I mean, rogues were your like top DPS. Yeah across the board that i remember and backstab was very good back then because yep. uh, uh things weren't normalized attack power wise so uh the speed of your weapon mattered for ambush and backstab so uh Holy the barman shit. shanker the 2.0 speed little little thing from the grim guzzler that thing was ambushing for more than perdition's blade because it was just <laughs> it was a hard it was a slower weapon and that's when they had to normalize stuff and normalize two-handed oh, swings. Oh, I need to Mortal clip strike. this so I can show my <laughs> my guild because they laughed at me when I told really? them dagger spec was like the was. spec in BWL, and they're like, "No oh, yeah. way!" And I'm like, it "Dude, was. that's that's what it was. It's like we it was a lot different." And Veil Strats, you were just like, like you were obviously top damage. You still were like in uh in classic and like dvc because just backstab just does so much like i as a as a combat rogue with swords was still using a dagger on uh veil strass oh yeah yeah for sure veil but i mean across the board daggers was just the way to go for the for the longest time in original vanilla you know and so listen i was a druid healer in vanilla Ooh, yeah which was basically an innervate bot Sole purpose. Get guess what race uh sex combination I played for my rogue. Probably the same as me, night elf rogue. I was. I was yep. night elf. I was night elf female. Dude, I was, <laughs> night elf I was literally okay, so I was in uh everyone I, back in the day was night elf. Everyone. I was in Alteric Valley just yesterday and I was like, a night elf rogue. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> It's like a unicorn. I mean, it's so funny. It's so it's funny. It's a unicorn that you're going to mock because they're a night elf. But yeah, like that's that's why I rolled a human this time because I remember being in um, Nax Ramus. I had misplaced servo arm and uh, they were like, your damage is really good. We can have you go hemo. And like I was, I was a hemo PVE rogue for some reason. 
that was just helping everybody else. Yeah, um, we had we had one of those too. Yeah, it was it was weird. So I had like misplaced servo arm, and I remember I even when I went combat, I was like, this human rogue just always does more damage to me, and I don't know why. This human rogue is just doing more than me. And then eventually, that's how I learned about weapon skill. Was that? And I was like, dude, I was like, really? Like, there's no way for me blows. to make this up. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? What? There's no way Hold for on. me to make this up at all. Like, chala. yeah. And well, and with and with and with daggers, you could in the yes. in the um, spec. So like, it was huge for us back then. Yeah, you could use a. Uh, oh God, you could use a. Uh, what was it? Yeah, um, I forget the talent, but it would give you. It would give you up to five more weapon skill and daggers and then you would use death sting in your offhand yep. because that oh oh hello bob you back welcome yeah. back we just uh we didn't lose the stream nope i didn't go anywhere okay We're literally <laughs> three feet apart that was weird let me turn my camera back on so this fix okay, okay. weird Okay, well, yeah, I'm Discord. Bob now. This is my show. Oh, <laughs> <I'm Irene. laughs> Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Discord <laughs> just like did something weird there. Weird. Sorry. No, all good. All good. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, I remember one of the biggest changes too was until late BWL, uh, they they had they had buffed Bloodthirst twice. I think I think it did like thirty percent of your AP, and then it had to go to thirty five and then forty. But um hit chance didn't affect your offhand. So if you were dual wielding, hit chance didn't work on your offhand until like, like almost AQ. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And there were Which a lot would, of classes yeah. that were like that. People were like, fire mages are so good. And like, they were good relative to, you know, how bad everything else was. Like the game just wasn't right. completely fleshed out. I remember um, this, this is my, my boomer talk right now is uh, I remember when kings was the 31st ret talent yep so you had to have a a paladin specced into ret for kings and they didn't have greater blessings <laughs> that didn't exist until bwl so a paladin had to f uh 10 minute five minute five did a five minute blessing everybody in the raid with kings and by the time you were done you had to start again it was just like oh it, my it God. was awful it they was had awful. so little mana i remember uh, I remember our ret early on had an actual like he 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 had cloth gear mm -hmm. and like he would he like he would drink at the start like before we got to to the boss he would drink and he wouldn't even mess with putting kings on during trash because of that like so he would get in he would drink and then right before he would use that and then he would switch to his other his other set like there was a lot yep. of different mid and maxing things like that it was so bad it was so <laughs> bad God. oh man that's crazy okay well uh so like how long did you play for did like did you play all throughout or um so i played all the way through tbc as well um my guild uh killed muru like the day after it got nerfed um so it was like it, muru had just been down i actually have like old school photo bucket stuff of me ms painting uh kill jaden positions like <laughs> just great. drawing the room. I, I remember like I went back into my photo bucket and I'm just like, oh my God, these still exist. It's like <laughs> me drawing KJ's room with like little dots of like where we stack. Think where of how we don't much easier stack. it is now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. It was it was insane. <laughs> so it right now it's just you just go to Raider IO or whatever it is and <laughs> yeah. get those uh 
get those little uh, sheets that have all the good stuff you can just move around really easily in the boss room. Um, that's actually what yeah, we so, used for KJ, where our yep. raid leader put our, our positions mm -hmm. for the spread. Exactly. Yeah, back then it was uh, it was MS Paint. I was just throwing it up there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I played through all of TBC, which is why it's like so fun to me in terms of playing it. Uh, and I absolutely love it. And then Wrath of the Lich King came, and I played through Old War, and then when Trial of the Grand Crusader came out, I I quit because I think that's around the time they did, uh, like, first off, I didn't like that raid at all, and it gave me a lot of time to kind of fall out of love with it. I Plus, we, I, I had redone Nax, and I was, like, kind of burnt on that. I know a lot of people hadn't experienced Nax, and that's why they redid it, but for me, it was kind of more of the same, but with, like, a worse guild, <laughs> and so doing that <laughs> was kind of mad. Then Old War kept me in it, and Trial of the Grand Crusader was just like, no, I can't. So that's when I quit the game, um, is, is that point. I think that's also when they took out, um, you get glad, uh, gladiator from twos, yep. I think is that time. Yeah. Uh, I think and I was a twos player. Yeah. I think it's right around that time. It's funny. Mel and I actually quit during TOC. It was kind of a little bit later in TOC. We got burnt out TBC? because TOC, TOC, uh, trial, the of Crusader, the, trial of uh, Crusader. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, Mel. It was the one where we had to do 10 man, 10 man, heroic, 25 man, 25 man heroic yeah. and we wanted to kill ourselves killing these same bosses over and over again mm -hmm. and like you know, felt like you weren't moving anywhere and the gear was all weird with the way you like upgrade and like get different gear like it just turned us off completely so we actually quit mm -hmm. and then came back for ICC. for Kata. no we actually didn't oh, wow. do icc yeah, yeah we we just you know quit and then came and then came back for Cata, but yeah, TOC was uh, not fun. Yeah, I uh, I remember I quit during that time, and then I came back for ICC, but nobody really had openings in terms of their guild, so uh, I really was just on the back burner. I did like maybe one or two uh, ICC runs, and they weren't yeah, that very was good. Thing too. So. We did. Like we came into TBC and tried to do a like casual friends group. Mm -hmm. and no, no, wrath, wrath, wrath. Was that wrath? Yeah, wrath is when we were like, oh, we're just gonna do like at the start of wrath, we're just gonna oh, yeah, do ten man with our with <laughs> our real life buddies, and we did that, and we weren't happy with that. So then we joined up with yeah. another guild, did twenty five man. Then everybody quit real life friends and we joined the like one of the best guilds on the server from that point on and did old yeah. war from that point on with one of the best guilds and then quit in TOC. But TBC, we just PVP'd. We didn't do any of the Yeah, TBC. I mean we did care a few times for 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 badges later and stuff, like to get some of the gear that would offset for PvP, but we really just played casually throughout the entirety yeah. of TBC. What yeah. year was TBC original? 2007. 2007, yeah. And then we came back for Kata, and then you ended up quitting to go do your master's. Okay, I was trying to get my timeline right. Yep. Yeah, but did a little ICC, and then Kata came out, and I quit, and then I really didn't play any other expansion until I tried BFA a little bit, and then I quit. And I tried <laughs> Shadowlands, and then I quit. So... Yeah, we yeah, didn't play it all. just hasn't done it for me. Yeah, we didn't play it all after we quit in Kata. I did come back in Mop because there was like a recruiter friend 
instant 90 boost. Mm -hmm. And then I looked around for about 15 minutes looking at my character, and then I realized they had completely changed the talents, and I just logged out. <laughs> Too much. Don't read. You know, read. Yeah. So, uh, did you play any private servers? No, I didn't play any private servers. I basically just went off everything I knew from like uh, TBC and original WoW, um, which, you know, surprisingly, some of it holds up, but a lot of things are, are blurry. And that's one of the things about Wrath that's going to be scary is I really don't remember Wrath as fondly or as vividly as I do. Uh, uh, original wow and uh tbc like i don't i don't remember almost mm -hmm. anything from wrath i i couldn't tell you what half the boss fights do or <laughs> anything like that i just remember a little bit of old war but i don't remember pretty much anything else it's just yeah it's, the thing i love about wrath for pvp i love that the fact that everything goes from chance to resist to duration uh, mm -hmm. uh reduction yeah reduction which for someone like a rogue and stuff like a like a five bubble cheap shot getting resisted just feels bad like it feels awful but like if you know <laughs> hey this priest is gonna have 15 percent less you know time on it like that's okay like that's something you could play around with that's mm -hmm. one thing and then the buffs the raid wide buffs i really love not having to beg my raid leader to put me in the right group and just being able to pump and be on the same level as everybody else without a whole lot of fuss. Mm -hmm. Like that part, I as really healer, like. I love it when they stop changing the groups because it really messes with my <clears> UI. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It sucks. You're like it does. On somebody to heal them and they get moved. You're like, whoa, whoa, where do you You're go? Like, Wait a minute. Hold on. This person's here. Now, all of a sudden, my tank is not a tank anymore for a half a second. Like, it's so bad. Oh, well, that's a good. That's a good question. You said tank. Well, you tank like basically classic. Did you take back in like you like no? You said you played rogue, right? So you, yeah, I played rogue, but I also DPS. had a warrior that I did fury and like messed around with. I had thunder fury back then too, so I did tank. Okay, uh, but, cool. Yeah. So your your like favorite classes to play probably rogue and warrior. Uh yeah, back then for sure, and then I then I started playing more H pal and played a lot of holy paladin and TBC originally. And now it's like just paladin in general. Um, I'm a big paladin person, but you know, <laughs> not not so much Rhett. Not so much Rhett. Rhett looks fun and all, but why Rhett seems to be like the best class ever. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just Said one of those things ever. where I'll, I'm gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> well, well I mean, a lot of people Wrath, want though. it. In, yeah, a lot of people want it in Wrath. So well, and yeah. what's crazy is Scotty J did a video recently. He's been doing these ones where like pre patch. Uh, uh, damage like with the talents at level 70 and his chat showed him a ret paladin one button macro that actually performed really well <laughs> like it's just a one button macro with everything in like the right order of what you want up and he literally yeah. just hit one button and pulled like 2.2k dps game Come on. But mages would disagree. <laughs> it's, but it's really funny. I mean, there was a one-button macro for hunters. Uh, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can do it, you can do it. Someone was telling me there's one for Rogue, and I just don't see how that's possible with combo points. Like, unless you could put, like, you know, if statements in macros, and I don't think you can. But 
Yeah. Not yeah. like Excel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So you play both Alliance and Horde now. Do you have like a bias towards one? Are you pro I have a bias towards Horde? Alliance, even though I think Horde are Woo! better. Right. Like, I think the Horde oh, racials typically throughout the first two expansions are just better. Yeah. Like, I have a lot more control on my Blood Elf Paladins than my human and my dwarf because if there's a pack that's casting, you just silence them. Yep. You don't need a- an arcane bomb, you just silence them. A- it's silence. so much easier. Pretty nice. So, Listen, yeah, I, but the Alliance cities are just so much prettier. Yeah, that is true. Actually, one of the reasons I couldn't play um, uh, Horde back in the day and I just went with Alliance way back in like 2005 was because the starting areas just made me feel really depressed. Mm-hmm. And I already have this like feeling in my pit of like my stomach when I'm like grinding that I uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels like empty. Like I'm just mindlessly grinding mobs, doing quests, all that stuff. Right. And then add that on top of being in the Barrens or Duratar or in, in Tyrus Fall. Like that, that stuff just, for me, it's just, it does me and I can't really like, uh, feel happy doing that. So Elwyn Forest is home for me, man. Like if I go roll a dwarf, I'm like, get me to Elwyn Forest as fast as possible. Like right. get me over there to level. So that, that's how I feel. No. I feel you. No. Yeah. Alliance is prettier. I feel like when I joined, Alliance was the only option because when I joined in vanilla, it was like, okay, there's no one on the horde side that I can choose and feel happy about playing. Mm-hmm. Like an undead, a troll, a, you know, torrent. Like, no, no. Yeah. It's just not and then happen. blood elves happened. No. <laughs> That's and then exactly it went what horde. happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, to be honest, I firmly believe that blood elves are the reason that the faction balance exists yes, so much, 100%. so heavily. Because not only were they insane with the racial that they got, they also were on the bad guy side and looked good and pretty. Right? Yeah, and they were pretty. So I was like, oh no! I was like, because I, I had played like Warcraft three and stuff. I was like, why are blood elves not on the alliance side? Like they were yeah. working with the alliance originally. Why don't we have those? And they gave them to Horde. And I was like, this is fucked, dude. Like we're, we're done over here. <laughs> we're we're so done. Like done. we're absolutely done. So yeah, hundred percent. I, I I actually believe that that Listen, that's why the faction balance exists to the I degree that it does. That was the beginning <laughs> of the end. That's exactly. what Horde exactly. overtook. Is they got a pretty character? Yeah, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Come on, I, guys. 100%. 100 Like, people Make played Blood Horde back in the day. Ugly. I think we see a little, you know, shift you even, in balance here. You Mud could even elves. take it past yeah. that. If you're a Blood Elf on Horde, you're even more, uh, more attractive because there's so many less attractive people around you. It's kind of right. like the opposite of being in LA. Like, when I was younger, I was a fairly good looking dude. But in, you know, Kansas, I was like, you know, an eight. In L in LA, I was a four. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it does work yeah, like it's that. Like when it you, really does. When you go to meet a really, you know, cute guy, you bring your less attractive friends with you and you're like, I'm I've just never kidding. yeah, I've never thought about this. Blood elf on the horde, you're actually more you're yeah. you're more Zyrene, attractive. I think you've really targeted here where it went wrong and it wasn't dungeon finder nope. it was blood elves mm-hmm. well that's a, that's a faction balance the game by itself you know the dungeon finder is a whole different thing <laughs> oh man that's great all right well uh let's 
let's talk about your content. So we've talked about your YouTube channel a couple times. You haven't really done much with it as a late, no. like, like yeah, go over I mean, what I, that I, was and what you did with it. Yeah. Basically um, it was when I was in college and I was trying to do something for, with my time to like help people. And I was like, you know, what? I'm really good at video games. I'm just going to help people get better. So I would just like play a champion. I would turn on the recording and I would just go and then I would just upload it and then I just make a, a silly fun, uh, thumbnail. It would be like, hey, guys, what's up? My name's Irene. I'm going to be playing this champion today in the jungle. We're going to be building this. This is what we start. This is our like ability order, whatever. And it's full gameplay from start to finish. No editing. And I would I would just spam that. Um, it ended up getting like 32,000 subscribers in uh, three months. Um, so it was, it was very, very quick back in the day. It was a very different game in terms of uh you know, how many people were doing YouTube and the expected mm -hmm. quality, like now that stuff wouldn't fly. Um, like full gameplays or they, they definitely don't do well. People watch right. Twitch instead. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to help people get better at champion or have like a guide that people could watch at the full length one, um, that would sh kind of showcase, uh, how to play the champion. And one of the things people liked is that I wouldn't just show games where I stomped the game or won really hard. They were like, it seems really honest because you're like playing the champion. And even if you do, you do well personally, like if your team loses, you don't throw away the footage or something like a lot of YouTubers are like me, 14 and two click. You'll never guess what happened. So a lot of people like that. I didn't like clickbait things. That's an um, actually really interesting point, because like, like we talk about our struggles in raid, like on this pod. And it's mm -hmm. hilarious how many people, high end people that just destroy content that love to listen to ours to mm -hmm. like hear what people struggle with, you know, like, yep. like it's like, you know, and you know, we're not shy about saying, well, you know, we couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. So I mean, yeah, that is a good point. Like there's a lot of people that just won't just won't show when they did poorly. That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And I, I know that like, I'm in the educational side of things. So uh, entertainment is what's a little bit more appealing for Twitch, for YouTube, et cetera. Um, but yeah, that's what, basically what my YouTube channel was, is it was just a side project while I was in college. Uh, I didn't really, uh, I don't really upload to it now because um, it's one of the things too, where like, you know, we're talking about my Twitter where it has 91 K uh, followers. I used to have over a hundred K and it's just been going down over time since I left Riot. But that's the thing is people don't follow me a lot of times for me. They follow me because of LCS or they follow me because of League of Legends. So I feel this is the kind of strange dilemma not to like put it on you guys or anything like that <laughs> or, or out there. But the way that sometimes I feel is like people, uh, I, I don't feel like appropriate putting a wow video on my, my League of Legends YouTube from long ago, even though it's my YouTube. And I don't really feel like it's appropriate for me to tweet about wow on my Twitter, even though it's my Twitter. Um, it's weird because I know that it'll just lose me followers, but the followers weren't there for that anyway. And it's better that they leave so that eventually I can start having real growth of a, like a wow section of things. But I don't know. It just, it's weird where I'm like, you guys didn't sign up for following that. If I ever was going to do that, I'd probably make a whole new account. Right. I'd probably oh, yeah, just make true. a, as Irene wow or something. Right. Well, and then just grow again naturally, even though I know this one obviously has a lot more appeal to brands and stuff. What's, no. what's weird though about wow classic and, and Twitter is I, Look at all these different Very huge uh, content creators, like even even Willie, right? He, you know, has has videos that have two hundred fifty thousand views, a ton of them, right? But then his Twitter is like, I think the last time I looked, like 
like looked at it, it was like 1300 followers right and then for me like when i started uh, warcraft reloaded i had like 900 and some followers now i have 1000 and some followers like all of the followers that i had were all from overwatch league like mm -hmm. and and doing overwatch podcasts and it just seems like the wow classic crowd just isn't into twitter they you probably would get I'm guessing they're all on face. They're all boomers on Facebook. <laughs> like that's that's my guess. But like, it's interesting that you say that. So so there's no thoughts about maybe making a new channel for Classic Wow because I know for instance, Yip used to get bugged because he was a a warrior tank through the first half of TBC for us. He used to get bugged constantly for people wanting tips on how to tank as a warrior, like. That's something that nobody did through TBC that could have been a huge market. Like, have you ever thought about doing anything like that? I've thought about it. Like a lot of people come by and I ask questions and things like that. And I know that it's good to do that when you know um, what to do. It's a lot and of work, like though. Can, it, it is. It is a lot of work, but I don't know. It's not it's not really as much as people would like make it out to be right. Like I was working for like pro guides and you do guides, editing, all that type of stuff. Um, so I, I think for me, I could have done it. I should have done it probably. Um, and going into Wrath, I feel a lot less uh, encouraged to do it because I don't know Wrath and there's a lot of private server people who do. So I don't have those guides where it's like, hey, let me, let me show you this. Like, I know this, I know that, prepare with this. See, so I'm not going to be as helpful. But as I learn Wrath, I might might get into that. That but was you know what? what I Yip, feel like, like that was what held you back. But like, there's so much stuff that's wrong on the private servers. You know, like yeah, that's people what I'm saying, rather... is that I think that there's a lot of information that comes out pre-patch mm -hmm. that is wrong. And then the people that actually do the content in like because you you have an advantage that you're in a good guild, you're very skilled, and that you're probably gonna clear the content before a lot of other people, right? Yeah. So you clear the content and then provide your expertise on it, I think is super beneficial to people like our guild who are still clearing content, just not as quickly. And we see that video and we're like, oh, okay, here, let's mm -hmm. try this, right? Because what we're doing is not working. We haven't cleared, you know, KJ yet. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's interesting. Again, yeah, like it's a time. I, I really do like helping. It's a time thing too. Like, you know, is it worth your time to do X, Y, or Z? And you know, how many people will you actually benefit? Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and the new channel's like, rough. Like, like I was talking about back in the day when I did like coaching for like commentary. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, this is not scalable. Like, it's so hard to scale. That's like, it, it's an art. Everybody's is different in terms of their craft, what they need to work on and improve on. Um, so it was like, I gave up on it eventually. Cause I was like, you know what people, if they want tutoring, they can come to me. There's no like program I can throw out there. Um, and when it comes to this, it's like, well, working with a guild and like being 26 man raid lead and helping them with how to do KJ, that kind of is scalable to some degree where you're yeah. like, these, this is what you do in the fight, right? Uh, the fights are very static in terms of how they, they operate. Uh, for the most part, there is like obviously some RNG and things like that, but yeah, no, it, it seems like even if it would help more than one person, it probably mm -hmm. takes the same amount of time to help one or two or maybe three people individually than to help even more than three, right? Just, I'm sure it would right. reach more than three people. Uh, 
So yeah, that's, well, that's interesting. Something that'd be fun would be like, and we used to see this all the time in Overwatch, and Yip kind of did it the other day with um, like a Warcraft logs review of like how you could improve. Mm-hmm. But even like consulting with people where you say, hey, I'll be the 26th man on your, you know, raid and I'm going to post it on YouTube. Right. Like That would be a good YouTube post. It's like really a bod call, review. Yeah, good right? call. Like it's almost yeah. like like not a bot review, but like a in time review. And then even if it was like, hey, let's go back and reconsider some of these factors. Like, I don't know. Like things like that, I think would be so interesting. I found the most benefit from Overwatch getting bot reviewed myself, right? Which was terrifying at the same time. But it's like, hey, you could do this to improve. You could do this to improve. And lots of times those general guides are great, but they don't help individuals improve necessarily, right? Whereas you're probably pointing out different things before the fight and everything. Like that would be unbelievably good for people learning fights because most of the guys are like and then there's this ability and they show a little bit of gameplay but like you're just not seeing it It, i remember back when we were doing four uh four horse and like i watched so many guides but then i watched some like youtube that that had like 78 views and it was and it was from a healer's perspective, a a uh, a a druid. And all of a sudden I understood everything. Like I just watched that one fight, and yeah, the guides had probably helped like me knowing the uh the uh the uh the abilities, but just the rotation was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Like so I don't know, that could be a really cool idea. It actually is. I, I like that a lot. Like that's something that uh I might might put more thought into and figure out if that's how I want to do things. Cause that it, it, it's definitely appealing. It's definitely appealing to me and kind of the way I like to do things. So. Yeah. Or just here offering uh, suggestions. Yeah. I'm like career like, advice hey, or like, here, you know, how like, about this? Yeah, how about content this? Suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I'd like to see this. So if you want to do that, that'd be great. Cause that's you're always some of the best too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys, like, as content creators, you guys understand like kind of what you want to see. So, uh, I think it's really big where uh, if you're going to release content, like in my opinion, I would only release content that I would want to watch, like that I think is something that I would want to see. Right. Right. I'm usually going to release content for me, you know, (laughs) if if there's a little me out there with less knowledge, this is what I would want to watch. I don't do it for the masses ever. There's the the whole reason I started this pod was because I was like, there's not enough podcasts, you know, now we're getting Mm -hmm. good. You know, we've got prepared yours we've got uh we've got scotty J and rugs limited series you know yeah we've 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 got you know we've always got countdown to classic it's just you know you don't know when the episodes are going to come but like yeah the more the better because i like podcasts so that's why i was like well i'll just make my own so i can have more of it (laughs) all right so you stream regularly now. Yes, it's I do. Like seven days a week, uh, seven days of raiding. Um, uh, like, what's a typical stream like? Typical stream is I'll usually start stream right before raid or like before we pull, etc. Um, we'll buffing up and all buffing up and all that. Uh, and it'll be basically like our raid day streamed with comms. 
uh, in all my guilds and I'll talk to chat about different things. If they have questions and all that, I'll explain fights or help them uh, or just have back and forth shooting the shit. And afterwards, I usually just kind of after the raid's done, I usually either take care of some of the character chores that you have, whether it's like item sets or, you know, I got a new thing on my palette and how am I fitting this into the puzzle of my gear? Um, right. Doing ZAs for people, doing uh, uh, Kara's, anything that I have to do with with friends and buddies. Or sometimes I do pugs and put together pug raids, uh, which seem to be really popular. People like watching bad, bad, like uh, people like watching train wrecks, I guess is well how I'll put it. They like watching yes. bad things happen. They like watching wipes. They like figuring out how you're going to get through everything. If you, I had so many streams where I'm doing like a pug and it's awful and I'm there for hours and somebody comes into the chat and they go, wow, I went to sleep and came back and you're still streaming. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah. like, happy to help. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. So yeah, that that's basically how my streams go. Um, I used to live in a streamer house and do just chatting in an IRL back in the day, uh, in like 2018, um, which is where like most of my Twitch following is from is back when I did those types of things. Um, so I might go back to that someday in terms of just chatting. People really like to just have somebody to talk to, even if it's not about wow, but just like you no know, normally yeah. have a uh, somebody online they relate to. So uh, I don't know do if I'll ever, ever go back to that. Do you ever worry about pigeonholing yourself into WoW? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. WoW is uh, like stream career suicide for the most part. Right. Um, yeah. Like I'd be much better off streaming, just chatting, or uh, or League of Legends. Right. I'd be mm -hmm. much better off doing that uh, if I wanted to like push this further as a career. So I, yeah. I know. I know that's how it is. I know that's not where the money is. And I also know like subscriber habits are different too. Like um, if you're like a just chatting streamer, you typically have like a, a more uh, full, you have a fuller connection with your audience or individuals. So they're more likely to sub gift subs or stay subbed. And people who have like the same size audience as me will have like two times the subs that I do if they're doing just chatting mostly, because that's where people actually interact with you yep. in something like league of legends. People will, gift subs if they like think the player's good or they they like you gameplay etc in between games but wow it's like the wow audience doesn't really sub at all right yeah very very rarely will they do something like that um and they really have to like like the streamer most of the time to do that uh it, it, it's just interesting how the subscriber habits happen but wow is to some degree really bad to stream if i'm trying hard if you're trying hard you're responsible for like 24 other people and and them and I've had streamers in my raid before. I've had Peo in my raid before. And that guy, when he is when he is dancing <laughs> on stream, like I remember we pulled Broodlord one time and people were like, where are these whelps coming from? And I'm like, oh, it's Peo. So I actually like alt tab, go to his stream. And he's just like, da -da, da -da. he's not even playing the game. <laughs> he's in his hands even, aren't even on the keyboard. He's dancing in the corner. <laughs> he's dancing on stream. And his character's just sitting there and I'm like, oh, God, Dude, I know I, I'm oh, going to get mad at me. <laughs> I like deal with something like smaller than that. But like I stream our raids and like my people, there's certain people in my raids that watch me like a hawk and they're like, Bob's AFK. Yep. yep. Bob's, Bob's AFK. AFK. Well, that's because mm -hmm. Bob has a tendency to Bob, go stop, top, stop talking to your chat and do damage. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. right. So I actually do have now like a like like when I'm raiding, I have a little like uh, thing above the chat that's on screen that says, "I'm concentrating on raid. I'll try to answer you if I can." <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. type of deal. 
Yeah, because I don't want to upset my just raid. Just you know? action. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting because like a lot of people. Um, who was it? Somebody was talking to me about how they got more. We we have a lot of PVPers in in rain, and somebody was telling me that they had like like double their normal viewers when they uh when they stream speed runs. Like they have like nor like really low views when they're streaming regular raids. Then when they have speed runs, it's like double their normal. And they're an arena streamer, and they were just like they were like. I wonder why people don't like watching my arena play as much as speedrun play. It's because the speedruns had like stakes to them. They people want to see when it goes off the rails or how well you do or who messes up, et cetera. That was the fun thing about having world buffs. Um, and he's like, I guess to some degree as well, uh, watching an arena player who's like really good is like, you could just watch a YouTube highlight video of an arena player doing well. And yeah, get the, like probably more value or entertainment out of that. I feel like the arena the streamers that like do really well are the ones that constantly answer questions because absolutely because there's very little YouTube content out there that actually can improve you. Like Snow is one of the few people that I know that puts out stuff that can actually improve you on YouTube. So like everybody comes to like the streams and be like, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? You mm-hmm. know? Well, and I think you have to be like, if you're just casting arena, that's fine. But if you're casting arena and being like, here's what we're wrong. Here's what we could have done better. Here's the comp. But again, you have to have people that are playing that specific comp to want to join into that Twitch VOD, right? Mm-hmm. Like in YouTube just allows you to say like, hey, I wouldn't know Priest Warlock TBC Arena, right? right. Very and then specific. You all these options of Priest Warlock TBC Arena. Here's what you should do, right? Some of them are great, some of them are awful. But Twitch, you kind of have to go with the flow. And if you're playing to twos and you're a you know Priest Warlock, you're only getting Priest Warlock people watching you or other people that are kind of like, oh, it's kind of cool, yeah. right? Well, but if you really want to be good, you're watching, you're jumping to a, diff, a bunch of different ones. You're you're wanting to know, at this point, you're wanting to know the weaknesses of Priest uh, Warlock. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I'm not saying there's nobody else If you really want to be good, but most, it. yeah, there's not a big crowd that really wants to, like, really push in PvP. It's, it's yeah, definitely a smaller Yeah, I'm saying the limited PvP population mm. is, you know, probably not watching every single twitch twitch stream for people doing pvp but i think there's there's another level of this where i i think that you may not be doing the most profitable thing but you're doing the thing that you believe in and when you hate what you do you don't want to do it anymore right so if you're doing just what was most profitable i don't think you'd want to do it anymore as opposed to like you enjoy playing WoW and you enjoy doing that. And you could do all this YouTube and Reddit and all this stuff and probably make a better profit. But would you then resent your game and would you provide worse? It becomes a job. It becomes a job yeah. at some point. Yep, yeah. exactly. Having worked at a video game company, I can tell you firsthand, I played way less league when I worked as a commentator. Yeah. I played more when I wasn't working. So, yeah. It eventually becomes a job and you got to find something else because I would do my job, play league, go home, play league. And it was like free work all the time. So yeah, it was a, yeah, it becomes a job and you got to find something else with your free time. 
yeah. So yeah, you, sure. like your 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 streams are pretty much educational. It's like yeah, what as much a as lot possible. of it is, and you enjoy that. You talked about earlier in the cast. You you love to teach, and so you've kind of found a really good spot at the moment. You know, because you get to teach people on stream. They get to ask you specific questions rather than you lining out a curriculum during a YouTube video. Like it seems like you enjoy interaction and you enjoy. Yeah. Absolutely. The back and Absolutely. forth. Absolutely love that. It's like part of just my being is I love helping people. I love helping them with specific problems that they have. So that's why I studied psychology. It's why I you know, did my YouTube. It's I just like watching people do better or feel better, you know, or get better. So yeah. would you say you're enjoying streaming right now? Yes, I absolutely enjoy streaming. I, I love it. It's why I do it every day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, like. Every time I've tuned into your stream, it's always been been Classic WoW. But do you ever stream mm -hmm. any other games recently? Not right now. Well, Classic WoW is pretty much all I play. I'll play like a, a chill game every now and then for myself. I think I played like Elden Ring a bit. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend plays Animal Crossing, so maybe I'll play that with her sometimes. It's like things, things like that that I don't really stream or anything like that. So You need to get her into WoW. Yeah, she is into WoW. She's very into WoW. She plays Animal Crossing to get away from WoW. <laughs> oh, so is she, is she in your guild? Any of your guilds? Uh, yeah, she's in one of my raids, yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. It's a good time. Bob doesn't often find other men that have a girl that plays with them. Yeah, it's oh. good because it's living the dream. Like, it's, a, it's, it's rare. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. I'm trying to find ways that I can play more of my characters you know, with her and Ray at the same time, because then our schedules line up or, you know, our activities that we're doing lines up. So yeah, I can't yeah, tell you how bad it is. Well, you don't know yeah. how many men are jealous of this and just oh, like yeah. would love to have their significant other even come close to just playing like, like not even ratings above and beyond. Yeah. Just playing, getting them to play. Yeah. Mm hmm playing being like decent or good at the game yeah and then raiding with them uh makes it so much better after raid you can go eat or something it's just it, yeah that's uh, what we do it's a good We're time like, it's a good yeah time. then we talk about the raid or like things that like we could have done better like yeah oh yeah go I mean, through the logs some... together <laughs> <laughs> no we don't go that far no oh i do <laughs> i won't uh, let bob go that far with me i'm like listen i did fine okay leave me alone <laughs> We were fine. But yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely when I when I go out of town, I'm like, oh, you have to raid. Yeah, okay. You know, and it's like really sad, right? And then when he tells me he's gonna do an alt raid, and I'm like, I don't want to do the alt raid. And then I hear him in the alt raid and I'm like, damn it. It sounds kind of fun. Sounds no. kind of cool, chill, yeah. <laughs> and then but, anytime I'll say anything, she's like, Are you? Are you talking about me? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll hear be like, well, Mel did this. And I'm like, excuse me. No, no. <laughs> Don't go there. You're not allowed to say my name when I'm not there. All right. Well, we're uh, we're running a bit long here. But uh, just to end it out. Talking. Cl uh, no. Wrath Classic, you, you know, like, are like, what are you excited for in Wrath? I'm excited for kind of the beginning and the exploration of 
figuring out what on private servers was really strong and now something else is stronger, right? Kind of like the whole warrior thing going into TBC. Mm. Like right now, I know that a lot of people are uh, talking about what scales or what's going to be good. I get a lot of questions of like, how good is Rogue going to be? What classes are awesome. good, right? Yeah, Rogue is going to be very good um, for sure. Uh, and Everybody's so it, talking it, about, it, assess, how I feel about it. assassination. assassination. And yep. like, may, uh, I don't, I think in the, like, this is my prediction. In the end, combat wins, like, mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. the board. And then everybody's talking about Affy locks. And I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to be as good as everybody's saying that they're going to be. I think there's a lot of scripting stuff and a lot of, a lot of things that proc on private servers that didn't back in the day. But at the same time, I quit the same time as you, TOC. And if you look at the list of changes of classes, you know, after we left in TOC, there was a ton. So, I mean, yep. they're, they're, it's a very exciting thing going forward to just see what happens. Yeah, Warlock is one of the classes that I usually don't feel like I know enough about to make, like, really educated uh, guesses on how they're going to be. Um, I think like the whole thing with dots and snapshotting it is like one of the big things where mm -hmm. you get tricks of the trade from a rogue and then you snapshot it. We're going to have to um, see how that actually works out if it does yeah. actually snap, you know? Yeah, that's something that I'm worried about because like even the rogue two set with slice and dice at 5% extra uh, haste, you might that get gets... your slice and dice up on a on a mob before the boss and then swap off your two yeah. piece T6 you were talking and then about use your assassination prepared. to refresh. Yep. It's yep. just... Yeah, I'm scared for a lot of the snapshotting stuff. I'm really scared about that. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, I still like I'm just glad to go back to my uh, rogue. Yeah, your rogue. It's I'm, not in the dumpster anymore. I'm going back home. I'm feeling good about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What are your fears about Wrath? Oh, boy. Um, I think the. I hope they do the first phase well. Uh, I don't know how much people are going to enjoy Nax if they played classic originally, like how much it's going to feel like a chore doing all of Nax over again. Cause people are doing Nax right now for corrupted Ashbringer even on live. So it's going to be feeling like you've done multiple years of Nax. It'll have some changes and stuff, but multiple yeah. years of it. There's quite a, lot a of few down. changes. It was actually yeah. hilarious when we were progressing in vanilla, Everybody kept remembering how it was in mm -hmm. Wrath decks. There's so many different things like, you know, mm -hmm. four horse. I mean, you don't even take the back bosses. You have casters take them, you know, like. And when you, you pull them, they go to their position. Yeah, yeah. Don't they? <laughs> yep. And you, uh, like you, you, like in 10, in 10 man, two tanks just swap the two in front. And you don't even tank the back ones. And then in 25 man, I believe a, a caster tanks each of the back ones. So like, it's so yeah. different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a uh, things you click for Resuvius mind control. Your priest do it. That was. Uh, oh, really? Yep. Yeah. There was like little pylons. You click. Yeah. The little pylons. Mm. That was in 10 man. Yep. Yeah. In yeah. I don't man, think so it was in it. 25 man. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think so either. I'm not sure. But I'm but. interested to see people break stuff again, too. Like, mm -hmm. are they going to get the Thaddeus buff again and go into Saffron? Like, those types of things I'm kind of interested to see. Like, and it might be something that everybody can do now, whereas, yep. like, everybody didn't get to do that at the end of uh, Vanilla. So it might be, I mean, there might be some kind of fun things to it. 
Yeah, yeah I'm really be. excited. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm scared of is like doing Nax again and feeling like how, how is it? Maybe it'll be interesting because it's 10 and 25 minutes instead of 40. Um, but I didn't really enjoy it too much back then. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm scared for Trial of the Crusader. Uh, yeah, Trial of the Crusader. Oh, here, everybody oh. I've talked to doesn't agree with mm-hmm. me. I really like their thoughts on like, just locking you to one yes, 10, I like that. And w- 10 25 man single one okay each. finally somebody it. agrees i don't want to do four me. i don't want to do four yes thank no. you okay who wants that, to that's do where four? they introduced yeah that's where they introduced heroic mode of things and then because like Oldwar was like activate hard mode right yep. um it wasn't really like heroic and all that stuff so you you could like opt into it and i think that's a good change i personally like that um a lot <laughs> I, <laughs> I know it too. might be hard for a few people because they'll be like, you have to choose if you're doing normal or heroic. Eventually, everybody hopefully does heroic, you know, but I, working your way up there will be a little bit difficult or. Yeah, but uh, I just I feel like, like the, the pressure for people mm-hmm. to be able to do four. Yeah, four is two, hard. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, a lot. It's just it's yeah. just a, it's just a lot. I do think I do like an idea of saying that you could start heroic. On like 10 or 25 and if you get stuck you can go ahead and be like okay we're going to change this to normal and do the rest of the bosses normal and still mm. get our gear to you know go on to next week mm. that that i would definitely like because it'll definitely be a scary thing for gills to be like do we do heroic this week or do when they could be like okay we're going to do boss one and, and two heroic this week and then we'll switch it to normal and do the last a uh, few on regular like i think that they'd have to stop you from switching cool. back and forth though or else yeah. you just switch to normal for things you didn't need loot off of mm-hmm. or for trash you'd switch and normal yeah that like you only once you swapped it to normal you can't swap back yeah you, yeah, yeah you can't so, yeah, yeah like i was just like l- looking for something that wouldn't completely Mm-hmm. screw guilds because there'll be a ton of guildies mad if guild leadership decides to do heroic this week that guildie doesn't feel like they're ready then they're not ready they don't get it down and then they're stuck to like, that I, lockout you know yeah i, I think i think the the more likely one is the opposite where it's uh somebody feels like they have trash guildies and they want to do heroic <laughs> and these guys suck ass and they can't do heroic. Right. And like, yeah, they're like half this 10 man raid can't do heroic. And we go into it and now we're like wiping or something. And then we, it can't do normal now. now we're locked. Yeah. It's like now we're locked and cause these guys are bad. And now I don't get any loot this week. And like, yeah. Mm. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Could be a good idea. Um, but, uh, to, to like, once again, go back to the, any fears question. Um, my biggest fear, like absolute biggest fear here is just how parsing is going to work. Because there's so many abilities that are used on singular people like Hysteria from Blood Knights or Tricks of the Trade from Rogues. I really hope that uh, Kira from Warcraft Logs, who also runs Final Fantasy Logs, does the Final Fantasy approach to it. Because I don't know if you guys have ever looked at Final Fantasy 14 Logs. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So the way Final Fantasy 14 Logs work are uh, they have raw DPS, RDPS, and then they have, I think it's EDPS, and that is effective DPS. And so what they do in Final Fantasy is they take the damage that you gave or got from other people and then returns it to them. So if you find like Mm -hmm. a dancer that's paired with a samurai, the dancers, a raw DPS will be very low, but their effective DPS will be high. 
And then the Death Knight's damage or the Samurai's damage who was paired with them will have a higher raw DPS, but then it takes away from their effective DPS because they had all the dancers DPS added to it. So if I gave you tricks of the trade, 15% of the dam the damage I gave you during that time would come back to me on my log. Oh, interesting. Instead of okay. five rogues, tricks of the trading, one guy over and over again, so he gets the 99, because that's what parsing's going to become eventually. Yeah, oh, I like that. Okay, and so you're amazing. actually giving yeah. it to the person that gave the buff. Exactly. And enticing way... them to give the buff more and more. Yeah, exactly. There, There is a way to do it in logs, right? To some degree, it might take some fine-tuning like or whatever. I like the fact that but, they've done it, um, that you see that they've done it before, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's logs. Yeah. It just promotes more cooperation, right? More collaboration, mm -hmm. more, like, teamwork as opposed to, well, this is beneficial to me, maybe not everybody else. Yeah, still exactly. Though, I mean, it's still not as egregious as TBC, though, with with mm -hmm. like swapping shimmies though you know what i mean like it's still <laughs> yes. a smaller thing than that at least yeah. and they did find a thing for that you know there's the you know how many bloodlusts you got thing in logs you know that kind of like you know if you're really looking for something you're going down to the you, you know you're going down to the top parts that got one and you're like now that's the guy i want to you know follow right so uh, yeah but the way you're talking about it that is that would be amazing yeah yeah it's it seems like really uh what's the word it's like it it seems very helpful like i i really like how it works so. well and then like so for instance if i was a rogue it would encourage if, me to be you know <laughs> well, be, be more helpful to the uh to everybody it would right. it would encourage me to give it to the person Gonna use, it gonna use it the best that deserves it the most rather than my buddy mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah because yeah. then that's gonna be on my damage meter and he's you know at that point like working for oh i, I love that idea that's that's crazy mm -hmm. i don't know how you would do it but uh the people at warcraft logs are pretty smart so yeah there we go. gotta be on board mm -hmm. All right, yeah, so Kira's mainly a Final Fantasy person, though. So, like, the person who runs Warcraft logs is a Final Fantasy player. So, if you've ever wondered, really? Yeah, they they don't play Warcraft. Oh, it's crazy! It's crazy. Well, tell him more like Final Fantasy. It'll be great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I think they would wish Wow was more like Final Fantasy as well. So, fair. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the the uh, very last question is. You know, you talked about wanting to raid less. What are your plans for mains and guilds and everything through Wrath? For, yeah, for Wrath, I want to keep like one of my Blood Elf Paladins. I want to keep maybe both of my Alliance Paladins. I want to play my Rogue and I I might roll a Frost DK. I really want to play a Frost DK because I think a lot of people are really on the Unholy train. And I think I think Frost DK in the first phase is going to be a top three DPSer. The uh, the DPS spec of Frost. Okay. So, right. yeah, I think uh, Obliterate is like one of my favorite abilities in terms of just satisfaction. It's kind of like how I'm a big uh, Eviscerate whore. I love Eviscerating all the time. <laughs> like people are like, oh, what isn't Rupture better? And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't give me the big number when I crit. So <laughs> kind of like that a little bit more. So yeah, I love Eviscerating and it just has like a high satisfaction level for me. And that's why like Frost DK getting a killing machine into proc into howling blast, which makes it crit everything in the AOE. 
A lot of numbers, all big numbers. That's I, I like that. I like Pop that a lot. Up on your screen, you're like, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. everything crit. It's just, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I'm looking for a guild that will let me play Frost DK for them because there's a lot of guilds where everybody's saying they're going to roll DK, and I don't even know how many people are actually going to get their DK up or anything like that when they swap. So time will tell. Right. And but I basically want to play at least two of my paladins and my rogue, and then I want to add a DK to that. So. Uh, that's right. that's my feeling for that cool cool all right well uh it's been a banger of an episode but all good, things, been a good ones yeah all good things must come to an end Wait, uh, i do want to know if he hmm. has a specific add-on that he would love to share with us oh you want to do add-on of the week i just want to know if he does hmm. I, we don't have to do it not really. It would just be like crazy. It would just be weak ores, dude. Weak ores. Yeah. Weak ores are so good. They're so good. There's so I many different like weak ores now. Are taking over the add-ons. Oh yeah, they like, basically are their own thing because you can get yeah. it in game. Yeah. Like, pe- people are sharing weak ores now. Where if you say bruh, everyone who has the weak ore says bruh immediately afterwards. So <laughs> one person <laughs> in my raid types bruh and there's like bruh 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 <laughs> with chat bubbles <laughs> on. Oh, this is great. <laughs> just useless ones like that are popping up. So. <laughs> I, I love weak ores. They just they do so much, and they they allow the yeah. user to feel like they have some uh, customization or agency over their uh, their UI. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely it's definitely awesome. All right, well, I I uh, want to end the show out by saying don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can also follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. Uh, we still continue to want your your wow stories. And anything you want to send to us, uh, send those e- those emails to wcrpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to join our our Discord and interact with the hosts on this show or any MASH show, mash.gg slash Discord is where you can go. How can you help the podcast? The best way to help the podcast is for ratings and reviews on iTunes, ratings on Spotify. You can leave a a rating at uh, warcraftradio.com slash directory. We are actually growing now. For some reason, the last, like, I don't know, last two two months, we've been growing on on on, on YouTube for our episodes. Uh, leaving comments there would help tons. Uh, comments, likes, hit the bell. That actually helps us. We're actually getting, you know, like, you know, twelve hundred views on YouTube. So YouTube's and growing. So help us there. Shows you if Bob clips something, you know, relevant, post it in your girl chat and say, "Hey, look at this." Yes. Even while I can subscribe. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> tell 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 your guild about the show. All all of these things help us grow. And uh, yeah. So yeah, two minute clips are easier to get by and then three oh, yeah yeah, yeah and definitely <laughs> try to follow the clips channel if you just search warcraft reloaded clips you're going to find it we're still too small for a custom url but uh help us out there and uh yeah that's gonna be it mel where can we find you realistically you can find me addiction and mel arena that's really it you can find me on twitter but i Probably won't answer you. <laughs> okay. I'm just never on there. I just it's not it's nothing personal. I'm just never there. Well, and Zy and Zyrene, where all can we find you? 
Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Zyrene, Z-I-R-E-N-E. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Zyrene, Z-I-R-E-N-E. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I don't really do too much more. We talked about how being famous sucks ass. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> try to keep a low profile for the most part. <laughs> but you could also find him on the YouTube channel Rogue Crafts. You could find him that's on true. Snow Beast Podcast Prepared. And so if you like this type of long form talking, Zyreen oftentimes breaks down speed runs during episodes. There's a whole bunch of really cool uh, for sure like like high-end knowledge in the prepared podcast so i definitely recommend checking out prepared podcasts from them yeah you can watch ours as to like hey this is how a guild kind of struggles through it and then you can watch theirs to be like hey this is how a real guild just kind of sweeps through it <laughs> but yeah i would that's on audio too but i would definitely recommend the youtube version because they do use a lot of visual aids on that show mm. so it's very important i think to watch it on youtube so definitely check that out that's on snowby's uh rogue uh rogue craft channel if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at blazon underscore bob that's b-l-a-z-z-i-n underscore b-o-b you can find me streaming our raids streaming random other stuff and this show the twitch.tv slash blazon bob all right, guys, let's get out of here. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.